Guess what? It's outstanding. Take a deep breath, empty yourself, and listen to the Uncut Gems podcast, a weekly show where we talk about movies nobody else wants to talk about. This is episode number 95, and my name's Jan. And my name's Randy. And my name's Snake. And today, we also have a special guest with us. The uh, returning voice is with us, Jack Bookshops in the house. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing brilliant. I'm happy to be back. I'm also talking about God himself, Keanu Reeves. The only one Woo-hoo. Neo, but not Neo in this film. So we'll have to talk oh, about well, we'll get the to reason that. of depth. Yeah. Yeah. It's the anti-Neo. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so today we're talking <laughs> yeah. about Man of Tai Chi, the second second part of our um, actor-turned-director doing martial arts films double bill. Uh, so last week we did The Quest, and today we're kind of finishing this off with Man of Tai Chi. And then also, as a gentle reminder, on our Patreon... You can go and listen to the tie-in episode that we did on Enter the Dragon that kind of just ties into this sort of scenario of tournament films. And it's still, I kick myself for, to this day that we, we should have done Way of the Dragon because that was directed by Bruce Lee. This is such a fucking miss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not an anchor jam. It's a, it's a fairly well-known film. So Yeah, no, but then like it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an actor turned director in his feature debut that works, but it's not a tournament film. Right, so I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's you can't have it all. You can't have it all. Anyway, so this is available on our Patreon. Also, in addition, <laughs> next uh, week you're gonna find we're going to be releasing Dead Poet Society as a tie-in to our upcoming episode on Toy Soldiers. So look out for that, and then we have a special guest for it. So you know, just you know, uh, look out for this. And also towards the end of the month. Inland Empire is going to make landfall on our Patreon as well. And also while I'm on David Lynch Marathon, might as well remind you if you're listening in November 2022, the um, October episode on Mulholland Drive is available to listen for free. So three hours of three grown men just waterboarding another man (laughs) 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 about how great this movie is. And then in this man eventually just giving them the info that they need. Yeah. This is essentially just like three hours. It's essentially yeah. zero dark 30. It's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, it worked, was, you know. There was some mild success, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, go and listen to this. Patreon.com slash Uncut Gems Pod is where you want to go to do that, which three bucks a month is going to uh, give you access to all our shit. And then while I'm at it, I might as well just give, an, uh, give a nice shout out to our most recent patron, uh, a warm welcome to Richard Foster, uh, who joined Woo-hoo. our little flock, and um, and 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 you know, and he, hopefully he's happily listening to our bonus tie-ins retrospectives, and then he's just catching up on our Twin Peaks ma- marathons, and then just yeah. just finding out how how irresponsibly ridiculous Niccolo is about his love for t- season two of, of Twin Peaks. It's just it's just unhealthy. <laughs> you know, Civil War Ben Horn is the best storyline. He's horny for horn. Ah. Welcome to the club, Richard. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> aboard. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, without further ado, let's just jump in. So let's just talk about Man of Tai Chi. How would you like to test how good you are, Tiger? Or could become? 
No referees, no rules. Pure fighting, man to man. What do you mean? What's the job? You fight and get paid. I fight and get paid? What about a security position? <laughs> this pays better. I can't fight Tai Chi for money. It's dishonorable. You must have responsibilities. A master? Parents? Fight for them. What if I lose? You're fired. Call me. So Man of Tai Chi was directed by Keanu Reeves and stars Tiger Chen, also Keanu Reeves, and a few other people. And it uh, tells a story of a, let's just say, a young adept of Tai Chi, all, whose name is Tiger Chen, and is played by Tiger Chen, <laughs> so, who is a, <laughs> approached by this sort of mysterious businessman, Donaka Mark. But I think they meant Mark Donaka, but hey. Um, anyway, who runs this underground fighting ring uh, where he puts masters of different martial arts. He's essentially doing the quest, okay? Against each other, he puts them. Uh, occasionally in fights to the death. While this is this is kind of like a lucrative proposition for Tiger, who is not fond of his like "sorry, we missed you" de delivery job, um, <laughs> sort of innocuous like moonlighting cut. gig, <laughs> risks kind of sort of being I don't know bringing his temple into disrepute and closure, and then also attracts attention of the uh, Hong Kong police officers who want to kind of use him uh, to infiltrate Donaka Mark's crime syndicate. So it's a bit complex anyway, and the kind of story goes from there. So it was Ke Keanu Reeves's um, directorial debut, and I think he he never directed after that. So this is going to be a point of discussion, I think, at, at some point, because that's an interesting wrinkle I hope we can we can, we can can scratch out. Um, and then I think what what's worth mentioning is the sort of persona, persona of Tiger Chen, who's kind of just like, I think it's worth looking into, because he was a student uh, of... Yuan Wu Ping, I I'm not. I hope I'm not butchering Yuan this Wu Ping. name. Mm -hmm. Yes, and if you don't, if you know your weight in salt, like you'll probably know that he's kind of. Well, I think in in Hong Kong he would have been known for directing like a metric shit ton of of martial arts films and then choreographing fights for them. And then as a result of that, he got the. I think the the best gig of his life was choreographing all the action scenes on the Matrix. And then later on, I think on um, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I think he also got hired by Quentin Tarantino for Kill Bill. I think Drunken Master, he directed. No, he directed Drunken Master. Kung Fu Hustle, I think he also did. A bunch of other sort of high profile sort of martial arts films in Hollywood, like in that sort of between 1999 and 2010. So he's his student. And then he was also, a, I think he he's a teacher to Keanu Reeves in terms of martial arts, Tai Chi, I don't know, whatever. And then he also was a stunt double to Uma Thurman. So just do with this information what you want. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so the movie itself was a massive bomb. I want to say, I'm just, we have to just address this outright, even though the critics kind of liked it. I think it was stands at like 70 or 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. And John Woo liked it. I think it was just, this is amazing. Like people watch this and, and people were like, no. I'd rather not. Uh, so, so this is going to be a question for you guys. So uh, on your sort of general impression, so where do you guys stand with this? Like, are you kind of with the critics who are like, 
wow, holy shit, this is amazing. Or were you people? Were you, are you with the people who are like, I yeah, I don't see the allure of this. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Black Adam instead or something. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> well, you know, you, you can't you can't do it. It's like what would be in 2013, probably like Iron Man three or something like that. Yeah. Is, um, anyway, so. How do you feel about the man of Tai Chi? Let's start with you no know, tradition dictates. The prodigal prodigal son has to uh, voice his uh, opinion first. So Jack, tell us what you think about man of Tai Chi. How about um, that? So on release in 2013, I think probably everyone went to watch Man of Steel, and I think this had a very. I, yeah, I don't think yeah, anyone sort right, of. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone sort of knew what this was. What anything with it, trailer wise? I think it came out. A pretty low budget groundwork. Um, I remember I, I, I be, when when we watched this. When I watched this film, it sort of reminded me of something. I was in my second year of college when this came. Oh no, I was in my first year of college when this came out, and I remember being like very much like wanting to be a director at that point. Very much like wanting to be a practical uh, uh, director, hands on. And I remember we were all doing research on on certain cinematic things. And I remember at the point on YouTube, I'd found a video. Round about this time, 2013, maybe a little bit earlier, where Keanu Reeves was demonstrating a new camera technique where it would have uh, two people fighting in a black room and he would be following with a camera that would be situated on a ball that was a 360 ball that would move all the time that would showcase uh, this this sequence without having to cut with an editor. And I think it was, it was primarily... Um, um, an aspect of what he was going to be in his documentary. Uh, is, it, is it shot by shot or shot by scene? Nick side by side. Yeah, side by side. Um, I think it's in there, but every time you type that into YouTube, now Keanu Reeves and camera, it's either on the Matrix Resurrections where he bops the camera with his nose or he like steals the camera, which is off a film, but everyone like fake news. So for a long time, um, that was like my main, oh, that's interesting. And that's where my enthusiasm sort of dropped there. Um, I haven't. I've avoided this for a long time because of two reasons. Keanu Reeves, outside big budget films, does one of two se- uh, films for me. The first part is the ugh sort of segment where you've got stuff like Siberia, you've got replicas, and then you've got the other part where you have something like Destination Wedding, which I really like with Nona Ryder, where he's able to showcase a very different type of character, focus on screenplay. Thumbsucker? Have you seen Thumbsucker? No, I haven't seen Thumbsucker. No, but um, but but th- but those type of films. Well, that's like, a no Yeah, I I'm always sort of scared of going down that road because I really like him as a person. Um, I really like him as an actor, uh, and and then getting to see him here as a director, I was very intrigued. And I must admit, watching through this film, there were elements I was like, hmm, I I think this could have done been tweaked here and tweaked there. By but by the end of it. I've sort of realized his vision and this, we're going to talk about it here, but like certain aspects of just, just mentioning it as um, very few recognizable leads, um, mm. a story that focuses on like retribution, uh, focuses on going for the money or going for like uh, the, the balance between sort of going for like a, a, a monetary object or, or something that's, that's bigger than, than, than life. Uh, faith and stuff like that and and it was interesting to see those those elements in this film and and for me um as director excuse me as directorial direct <laughs> directorial debuts go you can keep that um i think this was actually pretty good um mm-hmm. it, it 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 it's not a vanity project and so many of those type of films are 
like uh, remember the uh, the uh, Wally Fitzer transcendence like proper vanity project. You have things Quest. like that. Where, like, yeah, yeah. And you, no, this yeah, is an exactly ego project. <laughs> like um, the Lost River by Ryan Gosling. Like th- there are oh, things where this, you have. Did you read my notes or what? Like what, no, no, what's no, happening but, here? Like, I think it came, it came out. I think it came out a year later as well. And um, yeah, yeah. you you watch these films. And it's like hmm. You can see where the inspiration comes from from that actor um, being in a certain film by another director who was like, "Oh, I, I'd, I'd love to do this." And granted, there's a lot of Wachowski in here. That being said, uh, there's a there's an aftermath here where it's very clear that there's John Wick involved, especially with like the ideology and aesthetic of Ch- Chad Zelensky here as well. There's definitely an idea of where the Matrix came from and, and how it brewed up, and um, t- to take away not necessarily that those that that tone or that idea of uh, uh, mythology and, and philo- um, philosophy but definitely a, a technique and, and and form and i was actually quite impressed with how he, how he handles the camera work there's a lot here that we can probably sort of go deeper on but for the most part i was I, I, it was exactly what i thought it was going to be it was it's from an actor who has absolutely got no ego and that's not in the film at all there's sort of tongue-in-cheek here there's there's, there's good action there's a limited amount of story, uh, but the, there's 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 great style, match with the, probably a little bit of underwhelming substance. But overall, um, I'm sort of sad that I waited so long to watch it. It, it. it was it was a good experience to watch. I must admit, I wasn't going to mention this, but it's actually I, I was thinking about it. And it actually just made me piss myself. Um, I found this uh, to watch right, and I couldn't work out the fucking subtitles. And for the first forty minutes, I watched it with just like no subtitles. And oh, you they randomly just yes. has like no idea yes. what's happening because they just yeah. switched to Cantonese, right? And I, and I was like, oh, yeah, exactly, because I know you mentioned this in, in the prelude as well. And I was like, no, so we're talking American. Now we're talking Cantonese. Like, okay. And I could, I like, I got to the point where he first meets the like the private investigator woman. Like he's like muse. He's he's like you don't know if it's his girlfriend or not. This is Tiger we're talking about. And um, mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is I, I can't understand a word they're saying. Like that's no nowhere. <laughs> I watched it again, and obviously I turned closed captions on, and I rewatched it, and I was like, "Ah, okay." Um, that being said, you have to it did kind of ha- suffer through this yes. like, doors banging. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did, but it but it did highlight one thing where um, I, I, a good film with uh, can tell its story without dialogue, and for the most part, I was generally on on board with it. It didn't. It was. It's a very much like a film that speaks for itself in terms of action, choreography, uh, and and to to keep this try to keep this uh, little. Um, uh, prologue short i was really surprised of how much i enjoyed it it isn't going to break any boundaries and i can tell why it wouldn't have made any money in an era that was dominated by the resurgence of the comic book film but mm. um i was pleasantly so was surprised it your first this. time now for the show or no you have this, yes. you've seen this before no i haven't oh, really? yeah oh, okay. no I, oh, wow. because i don't i don't oh. want to have to go watch replicas again like that film is such a piece of shit <laughs> and i'm like and, and like siberia as well where i'm like what the fuck is going on like two films like was shot in like 2016, well, 2017, then released the after the John Wick thing. No, that motherfucker does. That motherfucker no. took residuals box office out of Matrix Loaded. That he doesn't have to pay a bill in his life. Come well, on, especially he since like, he, he, made, he produced the replicas in Siberia. Have you, so have you, you know, seen? But, but he, have but you seen but his bills? Like you don't know. I mean, yeah, but his production <laughs> partner wrote those films. Or I once told you right when we did when we did one of these that I I know a source that tells me that. He's a person that once once he gets involved in a project, he finds it very difficult to turn someone down. 
he's very he, he has a very like human approach to things and he's in it's in it's bit on the ass you can't say no. yeah. Like, yeah. i have to kind of yeah. fall through at this <laughs> well because because at one point he 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 said he was going to do a cameo in a horror film for his friend um and the friend then beefed the role up and he couldn't get out of it and i think there's, like, there's no, an issue no, there or the watcher no no no, no, the, no watcher. the watcher yeah the watcher so he he has a production partner called a production called company films or something and his 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 partner writes these films and he gets involved with it and i think Sometimes there's loyalty and there's a time where you need to be like, fuck, you know, let's just <laughs> calm down here. The, wa- the Watcher, by the way, is a good sort of Uncut Gems material. No, it's not. Movie Stop. No one gives Stop. a shit. I mean, it's not no, good, Stop. but, you know. <laughs> oh, well, look, I'm glad that episode is now over. <laughs> the Watcher, we've done it. But, but you know, like, I, I'm always sort of, like, concerned of, like, having to sort not necessarily stain someone's filmography, but I don't like, t- I don't really like the Tarantino conversation, but just for the, the bingo here. He says, like you know, just sometimes in the you... opening already. No, like, no but Jesus. but you know, yeah, he, he he has that famous quote where, like, like he, he says, Alfred Hitchcock, like sometimes the person's final film, like they make it because that's the journey they're on. But you don't. Sometimes it's good to walk away. And I think sometimes, like, I don't want to have to experience replicas because it will stain the filmography. Me, that's I know what I'm like. I can't do the thing where it's like, you know, when someone says, "Oh, Halloween," you know, you don't have to watch the second one because you've just got the first one. I'm that motherfucker who'll watch all of them because that's like. It's a chronological thing about it. So I know that replicas exist. I can't I can't deny that. But this this was a pleasant surprise. And that being con- said, that Siberian replicas are three or four years after this. I am shocked that he hasn't returned by the camera, but I know that's going to be a point you, you presume. You resume later on. But that's my, my, my opening thoughts. I was pleasantly surprised and quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Also, just before anyone else is confused, Siberia with Ken Reeves is not the Abel Ferrara. Oh, it's not the Abel Ferrara. That's Ferrar- the yeah. Willem oh, Dafoe. No. Oh, so. right, That's okay. another piece of shit. <laughs> Siberia. Well, um, no, 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 I'm no, not no. It is. I'm not it taking is. the bait. It's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it was meant to be Nicolas Cage in the uh, in the Siberia Keanu Reeves, and a weird enough so was Replicas, which is ironic because one person has tax issues and the other one hasn't. But I'll let that be uh, <laughs> the audience to decide. Don't go buy dinosaur skulls and buying fucking castles in Kent or whatever. He's past that. He's past that. He's not. Leave he's not. Alone. He's been married four I mean, what's times. What's also going to be a, a conversation at some point is going to be we're, we're going to have to touch on like well after after this sort of experience of making Man of Tai Chi, he went on to just cleanse the palate and made Forty Seven Ronin. But hey. Anyway. <laughs> which has weirdly got a sequel this year which quite frightens me <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't even True. want to know uh <laughs> nick do you want to go next yeah sure 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 this was not my first time watching it this was my second time it's been five and a half years i checked on letterbox five and a half years since i first watched man of tai chi and i have to say this movie slaps this yes. movie is so much fun. It's so it's it's a flawed movie, of course, but it's so entertaining. I think there is one thing that differentiates this from other, you know, similar ego trips from director from actors to directors. And I think the Ken Reeves, like you said, Jack, he's a very human person. Like he loves people. He's very empathetic. And what I really like about this this film, and I watched it at the right time, honestly, and I'll go into that as for why right now, but he he manages to make a very interesting story because he makes an he has an interesting protagonist at its core. Mm-hmm. I just finished reading a book for to review a new book, and I was like, why am I not liking this? Why am I not liking this? And then like a third of the way through, I was like, oh, I know I'm not liking this. It's because the character is just boring. 
he's just too good. He's just too competent, too nice. Like, oh. And then I rewatched Man of Tai Chi after finishing that book. I was like, oh, yes, finally. I'm actually into this inner conflict. You have someone who uses Tai Chi, something that's used primarily, not in a defensive way, but just primarily for meditation and healing. It's a non-offensive type of martial art and he's using it for 65-year-olds in the park, you know? <laughs> I've yeah, actually seen you know, that happen you know. as well. I've actually seen it's that amazing. happen. It's a very, it's a very it's so strange nice. thing to see live. A good, but very strange. <laughs> Sorry, go it's on. It's very ahead. strange to see them warm up for this. Yeah, yeah. Just, just some nice stretching. <laughs> Chinese pensioner warm-up. <laughs> that's what I really like about it. It's it's this inner conflict and this man just being torn apart by this darkness that's just lurking inside of him. It's something that's been present in other Keanu Reeves starring movies, and I like that he translated <clears throat> that into this film as well, even though he didn't write the script, but still... Um, I like how just action-packed it is. This feels like one of the best types of direct-to-video action movies only made with a budget, you know? Slickly shot, lots of variety, very clean camera work, great choreography. I would say probably like 10 minutes too long in terms of pacing. Could have been trimmed down a little bit here and there. There's just a couple subplots that go nowhere. Do we need a girlfriend character? No. Get it over with. But I think this is probably just me not only having a massive man crush like many people in here <laughs> of with Ken Reeves, but just I really like direct-to-video action cinema. And this feels, again, like the best type of direct-to-video cinema you can get. Uh-huh. It's, so it's all about Lama's the action. For you then. <laughs> <laughs> no, R- Ringo Land is doesn't qualify. That's, no, that's, no that's just Lorenzo just Lamas, not Ringo Oh, Lorenzo Lama. Oh, <laughs> yes. I write like, it down. This, like if you if you want to just dive into the sort of septic tank of, of direct video, just like in head first. <laughs> anyway, oh, well, you know Scott Adkins, <laughs> Scott Adkins, Michael J. White, like that old crowd. They they yeah, make these I, types of movies. Um, I mean, there's some have, gems you, you like, in, like from the era where he actually had to put a tape in. Like this would be, yeah, something. <laughs> it was, this would be a discovery for like Cynthia Rothrock. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It feels like a product of a bygone era. Um, probably misunderstood at the time. I think if this movie came out now, after the resurgence of Keanu Reeves, I think this would blow up. Like I'm shocked. Oh. This hasn't been discovered yet by, like, you know, the Twitter crowd because they go this insane with it. I wanted to talk about that later work. as well. That's like, a, a, that's like a main point of mine I wanted to talk about. I think that's a mm-hmm. really interesting conversation to have. Well, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just keep it in your pants, boys. Let's get to these opening impressions <laughs> first and then we can just How unleash. Crude. <laughs> the mic's How yours, crude. Randy. Yeah. All right. So... I've been biting my tongue all this time because these guys are being ridiculously negative in my view. I watched this for the first time a couple, uh, last week and I was a bit distracted, wasn't a great viewing. And I thought oh, that was perfectly fine, nice looking martial arts film. But I watched it again today and man, it is a lot more than that. So yes. the fact yes. that they're picking holes in it already, I, I, I don't necessarily see that, but I guess we'll get into that. Um, this quite possibly is my favorite martial arts film of all time. Not that I've seen a ton, what? but this is, Am I this being is in here? right What's up happening? there. What? This is a, <laughs> wow. this is amazing. So bold statements. Wow. I like so it. To, to start off, it's wall to wall fights and not just any mm-hmm. fights. Like you've got beautiful choreography. You've got beautiful cinematography. The set design here is awesome. I love this mortal combat concept of 
having all these different venues and like, that's just great. But secondly, I think that there's a surprisingly well-articulated theme in here or themes. Like, I think there's quite a bit going on in here. And, and Nick, you alluded to uh, some of the, some of the themes that are, are in here about, um, you know, the, the business of Tai Chi and it's it just being this softer, more meditative discipline. Um, and the main character here, Tiger Chen, just through various things that are happening he's sort of bastardizing that. So he's going up against his master because he is using this art form for, uh, you know, something, you know, snaky and corrupt, like making money off of it. And, you know, that stuff's very interesting to me, but I think there's some messaging in here about finding your inner balance and taking those maybe lessons that we grew up with about being a nice person and applying them to being an adult, how to be a nice guy, where are we on the aggressive versus passive scale? You know, what what is assertiveness and how do we arrive at that? Uh, I, I think it's actually quite layered. Like it's it's not groundbreaking stuff, but I think there's a depth to it here that you can pick away at. I've been thinking about it all afternoon. It's like it's there. It's intentional. Um, like you have lines. Go meditate on this. And, you know, Keanu Reeves says, who are you or who do you know who you are? Like these lines, which I think just sort of scream, you know self self-assessment and you know self-care like it's 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 in here i think it's fascinating actually um and yeah it's just a really really good really really good film and if you don't care to dig into those themes it's still a kick-ass action film like there are so mm -hmm. many great fight sequences here and um the wachowski reference i think that's clear in here i, I do want to get into this being uh a blip on uh, Keanu Reeves timeline, because I think it's fascinating that this and then the 47 Ronin, this precedes John Wick. And I think there's a lot of the aesthetic in here that follows Keanu Reeves to John Wick, right? So uh, I, I think there's some things to discussing here. Well, maybe uh, Keanu Reeves is taking on John Wick and has more of a creative voice in that whole project in the first film than I imagined he did. I thought he walked into maybe another vision, but maybe he's taken a bunch of ideas with him because he's inspired by, you know, martial arts and, you know, these, these sentiments of at, at your core being a good person. And what does that look like? And he's taking some of that into, to John Wick. So I think maybe he's more of a creative force um, in developing the original John Wick than maybe I'd given him credit for at the beginning. But yeah, this second viewing, like last week, I did say, yeah, it's a B minus B. It's solid. I enjoyed myself. But yeah, now today, I think it's an A minus and I might be kissing an A on this. Like this is really solid stuff. I like Karen Mock. I love the music in this. Uh, the choreography is great. I think that there are interesting um possibly shots in the arm that this gets from Tron, which was released in 2010 and also maybe the Truman show. Uh, I think there's some really cool stuff in here and I'm really looking forward to getting into this mortal combat film. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm generally shocked. I'm looking forward to this now. The here Truman we go. Show Shit on it. Took Come me. on. <laughs> on it. A... There you go. You're going to ruin, ruin the floor. Come on. I don't, you know, I'm, oh, so quiet. Oh, I don't no. even know where to go with this because it's just like this guy goes like, this is my favorite martial arts films of all time. And it's just like, and I'm just about to say, well, you know, I also watched it. I kind of say want to say one and a half times because I fell asleep halfway through on the first go. <laughs> because it's boring. To me. It's just like, oh, I can't, oh, no. I can't get on with this. Like, it's just like, I, like you know, 
<laughs> I'm trying to kind of articulate why why this movie doesn't really do anything for me, and I, I think one of the reasons is in a martial arts film, I think you kind of need to have either a, an interesting character arc, an in, an interesting persona at, at the helm, or uh, an interesting sort of iconography, say, and then. For the most part, it can, I can I can see the allure of this being kind of like this is kind of like a, still a, in a in a very sort of self aware post matrix sort of vibe, uh, but I look at these sort of fight sequences and I don't jump. It, it doesn't really jump jump at me as some like wow this is something interesting. I, I, the way I would say look at I don't know fight scenes in the Matrix for instance when just this looks cool new and fresh like this cool this looks great like this this is great to look at and here this is it feels like a reheat a reheated sort of dinner almost for me so I don't I don't vibe with this and then I have like questions kind of wanted to pose and I feel like I'll, I'll get all the answers to to from you it's like no what are you talking about this is great <laughs> but. but like, I we'll don't... try to help you, man. We'll try to help. No, you. no, this, I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I, I can be waterboarded into liking this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know when you talk, well, you know, when you talk about color hours. palette? Are you hmm? talk, when you talk about like color like that? Are you talking about the color palette, like the, the actual? Oh, like... everything. I mean, there are certain. There, okay, there is a scene in here which I, where I think, in terms of uh, like visual aesthetic, and then trying to kind of do something interesting. There's one scene that kind of does it for me, and that's the scene in the sort of nightclub with the sort of the two versus one sort of fight that kind of looks like it's a little bit more sort of audacious visually. Uh, but overall, I kind of feel like this film lacks something for me. In, in, and I think this kind of boils down to the protagonist. Like, I feel like Tiger Chen is a, let's just say, he's a he's a great martial artist. And I think, and also kind of omitted Aiko Uwes in because in, he's in there as well, right? Yeah, it's a cameo. We'll talk yeah, yeah, about that. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is pre-raid, right? I think. Yes. Post-raid. Okay. No, post because raid was post 2010, raid, 11, 11, yeah. right? 11, uh, 12, yeah. Yeah. So for me, this kind of lacks either either a character that I can feel like it's it's going through something interesting, and I feel like it's going. He's he he starts to eventually go through something interesting, like halfway through, but in, but the, so it's it's very sort of muddled, and also also feels like this movie kind of tries to kind of do a lot. And I feel like this is also kind of like a bane of sort of Hong Kong filmmaking, anyway. So, I, at the same in the same breath, you can probably say it's all per- on purpose. It's kind of manufactured to kind of look like the sort of nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties sort of Hong Kong filmmaking. But yeah, it's kind of like annoying for me. Okay, there's there's quite a lot in here that that's that's kind of trying to happen. Like there is this sort of the sorry we missed you sort of neorealism realism in here there's the there's this sort of romantic <laughs> interest and there's this sort of journey of this guy who's trying to save a temple and there's like pick one just pick and then and also there's this sort of police sort of angle of again again like 1980 1990s sort of hong kong filmmaking of you know like speak cantonese 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 listen to me cantonese cantonese again it just feels like to me like i don't i don't know like this this feel it's not that it's bad because i look like it's competently put together because it feels like there's the people behind the camera they're all kind of just i feel like they know each other from like working on these sort of on the matrix movies they know what they're doing there they kind of know they're sort of their their chemistry they have chemistry they know them how to how to work with each other beat by beat but i think the story lacks for me like i i, I want to say like in, like when randy you're, you're going like this story this it has a lot to say i'm like no nah, is it does it <laughs> i mean it's like it's karate kid or meets like it's essentially ong back if you think about it only ong back had had a bit more sort of oomph to its action scenes if you think about it uh, if anyone has seen ong back like if you haven't seen it like yeah. you're fucking missing out <laughs> it's, it's, kind of a few, 
because at, le at least yeah. it feels it feels like these these people are actually hitting each other um and, and here it's kind of like kind of get to the other that this is still like elevated martial arts right so there, there's that and then like I, yeah and and on top of everything i think there's one thing and, and this kind of comes back to keanu reeves as an actor i don't think i've ever been able to buy him as a villain just where else is, has he been a villain the watcher <laughs> oh, <true. laughs> just, oh, yeah, i think he right. doesn't really he looks like he's you just want to hug him like and then he's just like let me put a mask on <laughs> but just it's strange because he play he plays a very good antihero in Street Kings, a David Ayer film, another uncut gem. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think folk, <clears throat> I think I think that's more of an audience perception than it is a, an idea of his skills as a as an actor. Because no, like I'm not even sure it's a skill as an actor because he has this sort of like he's one of those actors who has this sort of vibe. He has the sort of melody of how he acts, and he, on some on, like if he's just cast cast in a in a role that's not for him, he looks like he does doesn't know what he's doing. Right? I feel that's kind of his shtick. That he like he's just one of those guys that he's just I don't know he has his range and he's good with his range and then if you just cast him in something that's that's a little bit off the beaten track he he, he may not find himself in it so I suppose that's kind of what what he is for me directorially I kind of feel like okay well we're gonna get to it in a second but just in terms of general impressions I am really nonplussed about this film like it's very odd for me. It's just like, and now, and now I kind of feel like I should probably double down and just go and start hating it because you guys are in love with this. So, you know, to, to make this conversation interesting. But but just, yeah, let's just kind of kick off with something because I think we know where we, where we stand and kind of feel like this is like a reverse death proof. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I watched the film. Uh, oh, there's always got to be one, haven't there? We're getting along so well. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think I'm the one there who lost anything out of that. Anyway, moving on. Man of Tai Chi. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, let's just start with sort of Keanu Reeves behind the camera, stepping into be into being being behind the camera, and uh, also in addition to being in front of it. What do you guys think about his move, and then decision to actually make this his directorial debut? I mean, you can call it debut. That's the only directorial effort he's he's done sins anyway so it's probably a follow-up question is like why hasn't what what happened like what is like you could argue that like ryan gosling made a movie and he was like the fucking experience of doing this was absolute dog shit i don't want to do it ever again uh i don't know if that's the answer but like what do you guys think about keanu reeves as a director as a filmmaker as opposed to just being an actor and then you know like taking direction from others i think there's a lot in this film that is probably appealing to reeves and that's why he makes the decision to uh, be involved behind the camera as well. Like I, I think that there's probably something to this, uh, the story and the, the the protagonist. And I think uh, Jack, you hit on it. Like he, he's a guy that he doesn't have a surplus of of ego, right? Like he's just a genuinely nice guy. And then to a certain extent, that's that's how he's you know made his career. Um, once he became a bit of a star, everyone just wanted to keep working with him. So there's, there's an element of uh, you know him being a nice guy. And I think that's sort of firmly in the story here and then the appeal to working in martial arts working with some of his friends again inspiration from you know his uh hits in the matrix in the 90s i think that it's just sort of a a, a swirl of elements here that are really appealing to trees i don't know any backstory to this but you know like i'm, I'm just 
I'm seeing this and 47 Ronin are sort of shot around the same time. So I think it's just maybe a certain headspace that Reeves is in that there's an appeal to uh, this type of content. Uh, that, that's in terms of what he's doing. I think he's taking a lot from the Wachowskis in his style. I think that he does. He does seem to work well with actors. I, you know, just from my take from Karen Mock, uh, like he's probably working pretty well with actors. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I think this is a particularly well-acted film in a genre that doesn't rely on good acting, uh, but I think it is fairly well well acted. You might have problems with Tiger Chen, but I think Tiger Chen, he's got a limited range. I think he can tell that, but I mm-hmm. think that I think that he does a pretty good job here as just sort of being that every man that's slightly melancholy, every man type of guy. I think he does a pretty good job and 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 sells it legitimately. And when it comes to the action, I think he's got good instincts because of his you know, fascination with martial arts and maybe his working with the Wachowskis on, on the matrix. But I, you know, I, yeah, for me, this, you know, this, this entirely comes together and I, I see Reeves uh, doing a really solid, you know, bang up job. He probably has a lot of, you know, the team around him in terms of production design and, and what have you, like they're making a lot of this production sing as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm quite impressed with, uh, you know, different facets of what I'm seeing from Reeves. I have a theory here because Ken Reeves went from from making this super mega like after the Matrix he made Constantine he made mm-hmm. uh, you know House on the Lake whatever it's called Street Kings Lake and House. Then the, the Lake House how dare you the Italian title the Italian title whatever it's all. Um, and Sound then the Dayers still which was a bomb everyone hated it and he kind of went like you know I was gonna oh, take a break a <laughs> <laughs> oof, oof. sorry which one. <laughs> The Dayers still, still the like, well, no, it's not. It's not very good. Yeah. good I mean, it has John Hamm, that. but that's about it. Um, but he, he kind of took a break after that because he hasn't he hasn't made up until Man of Tai Chi pretty much anything worthwhile. Just smaller movies that took a couple weeks to shoot, like Henry's Crime and oh, Generation Um. Arguably one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Ooh, let's move on, please. Let's move but on. he took advantage of this. <laughs> it's a piece of he took absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's That's so where bad. that camera meme comes from I was talking about earlier, that film. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's rough. But he took mm. advantage of this to kind of delve into his passions, develop a bit more side projects, documentaries, and, and you know, start doing some production work. And I can see him wanting to go somewhere else. He loves Asia, he loves martial arts, and he's like, you know what? I can do, I can, I can do this project. I can afford to do it now. I've taken a step back from being in front exactly of the camera. Exactly what Jean-Claude Van Damme probably thought. Probably, you know, kind of <laughs> the same mindset. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this. You know, co-production, primarily made in China. Kind of the same thing happened with with uh, Forty Seven Ronnie. It was primarily an, an Asian production with mm-hmm. U.S. funding. And he kind of experimented with this. And personally, I think he does a good job. It's nothing mind-blowing, extraordinary. I think it's also budgetary limitations. I think the script isn't as strong as it could have been to really push it in certain areas. But it does the best with what he has. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I've seen way bigger movies with way higher budgets execute this type of story so much poorer in such mm-hmm. a such a sloppy mm-hmm. way in terms of pacing in terms of character motivations in terms of just performances like randy said yeah you know there are, there are a couple of actors in here i'm not particularly fond of uh they will make an appearance later on in the episode I will, i'll just say that um but tiger chen does a, does a good job he, he gets the right performance out of every single character in this out of every single actor in this cast 
And I can only see him, you know, he flirted with filmmaking, especially, you know, he made side by side where he interacted with so many legends of cinema in front of the camera. He kind of dabbled into it himself with this project. And he probably just realized, you know what, I kind of like it, but it's too much work for me. I'd rather be involved in a different way. And after this movie, he actually spent more time producing films. You know, he produced Knock Knock, he produced Expose, which was originally going to be a better movie than what we ended up getting. Mm-hmm. And and then he just prayed basically to control uncredited for the John Wick franchise after the second one. And now he's also a credited producer on the fourth one. So I think he, he, he understood what worked and what didn't work. He tried it. He gave it his best. He probably was very pleased with it as well. I, I've seen interviews with him. He's not someone who kind of shies away from talking about this movie. He seems very proud of the work he accomplished. But it is a lot of work. And so he probably so- just like, yeah, just, you know, I'd rather act and support friends and colleagues that I really admire through monetary funds to getting more budget. But then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't also he go through a number of, you know, personal tragedies? I forget exactly where they fell. Oh, like he, that's, that's early. That's very, that's a, a lot earlier, like not yeah. nothing in the 2000s. That's like death before goes, the Matrix. Right? Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Do you know, um, I, I, okay. I'm going to sort of echo Nick here a little bit and I have my own theory, but it's, it's going to sort of, be parallel to Nick's. I think mm-hmm. after the the success of like the commercial success, I don't I, not financial success, not necessarily commercial. The the Matrix sequels. I think you find yourself as as an actor like that, not necessarily knowing what to do because he's then typecast as as this character that for the early two thousands mm-hmm. uh, and, and specifically the the, the late nineties uh, revolutionized an idea of cinema. And I think. As Nick said, there's a few films after that until about 2008 where you've got, from 2003 till 2008, you've got like the likes of Lake House, which is a cult um, film for, for, for its audience. But you have things <laughs> that were, were meant to be, not necessarily franchise starters, but films where I think he looked at it and and and, and perhaps these films deserved a, a bigger a sort of box of his success than did. I think Constantine's a prime example. You look at the character of Constantine; it's very much up his street. You get the, the stuff do like it one the, day, just in case. Yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, there's, there's going to be a just sequel as well, case. which is very interesting. We're you know, yeah. yeah, it's getting a sequel. Yeah, um, I mean, it has been the last ten years. Um, fingers crossed. You've got the stuff like um, the day the earth stood still. You've got Street Kings. You've got these certain films where he's trying to sort of push the boundaries, but he's still re- retaining in the idea of like the Hollywood system. And I think after two thousand and eight until The Man of Tai Chi in 2013, I think he just thought, well, you know, no one's coming to me to make a career. I'm going to have to do this myself. I think Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where when people say, if you feel safe, you're not quite doing it. Like as an actor, I think there's an idea to sort of push yourself to project, but sort of craft um, a distinctive difference to, to what you sort of acknowledge as yourself as. Like, you know, push the boundaries of an art form. And I think from that era, again, from 2003 to 2000, and probably about 2013, a decade, there just wasn't substance there that anyone gave to him. And I think he, he, he took the balls by the horns in 2013 and, and, and crafted something that was akin to his acting style. And uh, it's quite ballsy of him to go behind the camera as well because that's make or break for a lot of people. Uh, and I think the end result is quite like a, a very good concoction of his... St- what he crafts is stability, but also pushes the boundary. And I think that the pushing the boundary comes with the technological aesthetic rather than it does the actual tone and and, and, and acting aspect of it. 
but I don't quite see this issue with the the the, uh, the actor of Tiger. Is it Tiger Chen? The the actual um, yeah the actor. Yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. exactly what Keanu Reeves is in the Western market. Like, it's my um, note. Tiger Chen is, cool, a, is yeah. basically an Asian standing for, for Keanu Reeves. And, and it's, the, it's the exact thing that Keanu Reeves knows. What he does, mm-hmm. gives it to his actor, project. It's, it's, he walks it's like death. him too. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a projection of, of his ability. Um, and every I, I mentioned this in my, in my elongated prologue, but Every time I would get to a point in this film where I'd be like, uh, the first one was right, it, it lacks another co-star of, of, a, of a rather big magnitude, which again goes to the problem why it was a box office success because it's only got one star actor, which is Keanu Reeves. Um, but then I thought to myself, I, I, like, like Randy said, like you watch it and then you watch it again and you find these deeper notes, these, 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 these far deeper, riching notes. And I, I thought to myself, if he did bring someone in, then that takes away the identity of what this film is because the whole aesthetic is the identity. It is what this film wants to tell. It's this beautiful <clears throat> conversation on the, the art of Kung Fu and, and, and its positives and its negatives and its sort of yin and yang approach, this sort of wonderful Eastern heritage um, that, that, that I think he, 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 he manages to bottle. And, and again, there are elements where it's, like you said, uh, Jakob, it's elevated kung fu, and it very much feels like someone saw aspects of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and put it into a more of a um, contemporary sort of action film. But he justifies it with sort of this beautiful poignance all the time. It's 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 injected with just the right amount of chemistry, and it's not too much over, and it's not too much under to feel overwhelming or underwhelming. And it, and it's that idea where I think. You, you you have this as an entity, and that's what then people see as like right. I think Chad Soselski sees this and be like right. Keanu Reeves is like wants to craft that type of film. I have a great idea of of a, of a guy who's a hitman who has these same principles. Um, it has an issue with like his own crisis of faith with what he does, but he's so good at it. And there's there's a cool, calm Steve McQueen connective to it. I think Man of Tai Chi ultimately brings John Wick into the fold because that's the sort of identity he wants to craft. And I have to give mm-hmm. it plaudits because there's very few there's a very few people of, of the magnitude of Keanu Reeves who look at one's career and goes, I need to I need to sort of get a grip here. And if if I want to do something, the time is now. And he he sort of directly conquered his own drought. And he he crafted yeah. something, was like, right, this is what I, I want to do. And then the, the the idea of John Wick came. The the strange thing about this is because I think he's very developed behind the camera. He uses this technique where, again, very much employed by the Wachowskis, but undoubtedly um, to, to Kung Fu Hong Kong um, cinema in the, in the 80s and 90s, where he doesn't want to cut. And he, he has this beautiful wide shots, and then he interjects it with with, with fast action right at, just at the right time, again, like the Wachowskis did. And the, the, the one thing that reminded me of this whole thing is that if you watch the uh, the subway fight um, in the, the first Matrix film, mm-hmm. This is what this film feels like for an hour and forty-five minutes. It, it shot almost <laughs> the exact way, and I think it's mm-hmm. the, sort of the principal idea of using these sets that sort of that have a tone, that have a texture, but don't particularly demand to be like, "Oh, look at look at what we've crafted here." Everything goes back to the technique and the choreographer and and the kung fu, and and, and I sort of as, as as again as what Randy said, there are there's layers here, and once you pick them out, there's just hundreds and hundreds of them, and. I'm surprised that he didn't have a hand in writing this, 
But again, his his direction, his philosophy behind the camera, his aesthetic At this point, is you so don't wonderfully know. brought back. Because the script has been reworked for like I want to say four uh, years before they he, shot he, it, so yeah, he, I don't know at which point he got, got involved. In, yeah. He's but most you would assume that he would probably it, yes. go like, yeah. Yeah. "Can we put well, more? Un, can we put yeah, more philosophy un, in it, please?" Yeah, yeah undoubtedly, <laughs> he's got like an identity in there, and he said, "Let's put this and let's put that in." But there, there is, there's a wonderful sort of identity here where I'm like, "Wow," and and it does, it does, it feels like the beginning to sort of again as a prelude to John Wick. Where I'm very surprised that if Chad Stelsky wants to ever walk away from that, I doubt he would do. But if he ever did do, mm. I think Keanu Reeves could do a a, a pretty good job with it. Because it just feels like the next evolution in front and behind the camera. De- he's definitely. This is what more surprises me the most, and I'll, and I'll hand it over in a second. I do apologize for going on. He That's seems right, more no. accustomed. Um, you know. <laughs> he seems more accustomed behind the camera here, like than he yeah. does in front of it, which I find shocking and not shocking to be like. I find it more surprising. I wonder if, if again, he's obviously someone who's who's worked with some incredible artists, but. I'm surprised that he hasn't done sort of second unit work before on like maybe the, a Matrix sequel or gone gone to do something like that. And perhaps if this had a smaller budget and he really did make this a gritty sort of kung fu, uh, kung fu uh, Chinatown thriller, um, I, I think you've got something a little bit more substantiated for an audience here. But it's very niche mm-hmm. in the idea where it's it's far more uh, on a note of philo- philosophy philosophical nature than it is sort of Hollywood nature. And I think that's the sort of the Eastern approach to it. And again, you can use that as a critique, but I think that's more power to this film of finding its uh, its authenticity with an audience. It never once takes away from itself, ever. It always relates back to the technique of this film's about Kung Fu, about Tai Chi. And yeah, I, about again, balance, yeah. Yeah, again, there's, it... it the more, the more I think about it, the more I'm just again in Randy's sort of pocket. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Mm. I think you do need to give this a second chance, Jacob. And I'm surprised you haven't found those notes there. Because yeah, I kind of did because well, I watched it yeah. one and a half times. <laughs> well, <laughs> but more surprising me, there's a lot more philosophical nature here, a lot more undertones here that I felt you would have found. There are, there are sort of, there are, there are like very small snippets here where I'm like, you haven't quite got the maturity behind the camera. There are. Certain as as Nick very much provided, there are subplots mm-hmm. here that over, over long, they need to be cut down. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be here at all. That's a maturity thing where I think with with a sophomore effort, those would be chewed down. That's just a mm-hmm. maturity thing behind the camera. You have a baby, you don't want to lose anything. But there's definitely a, if, if anything came up again, I think he would be in a very good place to sort of um, go for round two here, no pun intended, and craft something where a bit more substantial. We could have something quite interesting. It, it, not to say this isn't interesting. I think yeah. it's fabulously sort of worked under, like 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 Randy mm-hmm. said. There's something to be found at every step here. I think on the business side, just to launch off what you said, Jack, and support it because I, I think it's it's interesting because when you go back to when he finished the the Matrix, the original three, um, Hollywood is moving towards this idea of we only want you if you're in a brand. So there was there was really just you know, the, the matrix forum. So they weren't, no one was going to call them. So it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting call. And I think you're probably right that, you know, Reeves is probably saying, well, how, if I, I do want to do something sort of action again, like no one's contacting me with, with scripts, um, uh, I'll craft my own. And, you know, so he, he does reposition himself, you know, certainly with John Wicks, but I think, I think it does start here. And, and he, he probably is sort of the boss of his own decisions here and say, okay, I want to do action again what does that have to look like, you know, for me? 
And uh, I, I think you're right. And it's, it's also a sign of its time because no one can just do that right in this time. Like, you know, every, all the big stars possibly except Tom Cruise. Well, even Tom Cruise, that's sort of a down patch for him. Um, you know, Tom Cruise has had to do the same type of thing. How can I reinvent myself in a market yes. that doesn't care about stars? And uh, I, anyway, I, ju I just wanted to throw that in there because I think that was an interesting uh, talk. And yeah, I think of another good project that Reeves felt well connected with. I think he'd do a good job on it. I, I yeah. agree. Like there's, I mean, for me, this could swing both ways. Like honestly, when you think about, okay, well, how did this originate? Did, did, did Keanu Reeves come into this project and like, this is my, this is my thing. I want to do this. And he assembled the crew of people around him and then they made this happen. Or has this project been in, in production at, in sort of just in, in a failure to launch stage when they couldn't kind of just hone in a good script. And mm. at this point, I'm not sure they actually succeeded because... <laughs> Um, oh my god! Easy well, that. no, I'm I'm listening to you guys. I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, sure. For and I'm just trying to understand why I don't rever reverberate with this film the way I I, I think I'm supposed to, right? Like the, the way the way the, the film is intended for me, right? And um, for me, this doesn't really have much to do with the direction. Although I would say I think you're right in the sort of aspect of you could see this as there's there's sort of lack of maturity behind the camera. Which I think, I mean, there's a point I wanted to kind of make, and there's just like now seven things I want to respond to because, uh, because there's just so so much kind of has this, has been woven into the conversation already. But I think like one thing that kind of just but this boils down to is the fact that I think this movie owes quite a lot to Wachowskis, right? When mm -hmm. and th that's clearly undeniable. And I think you kind of have to just you know like tip your hat to these uh, to to these folks because Ooh, I'm like almost oh, almost almost. Uh, because you know like when they were making the matrix you know i don't know i don't want to get into this <laughs> um what uh, what you what you kind of want to want to see is this they were one like every now and again you'll find a, a bunch of filmmakers who kind of end up being influential on other filmmakers just on, on other filmmakers who actually end up well, well end up being filmmakers because they worked with them right so you had your james mcteague you have your chad, chad stahelski you have all these people who just went were just around the process of making the matrix movies or speed racer and whatever right and then they end up kind of just doing their own thing and so you can you kind of see like films like v i mean v for vendetta, for vendetta is a bit weird because they almost kind of just did it themselves um but yeah like that, there's gonna be a book on that one day i can see it yeah uh, yeah, so you can see that they are very extremely influential in terms of iconography because I think they make they make movies that are just cool, right? Like this is this mm -hmm. there is the cool factor about this, right? And then you wanna I think you you like if I was Keanu Reeves working with uh like with these filmmakers for a number of years, you could you could think to yourself, this is cool. Like I want like you know in a in a way of like I kind of want to do that kind of stuff myself. Like can I please do this my, myself, right? Uh, and then they would probably go and go and look for an opportunity to do that. And I suppose this, this could be one of them. Right. Um, which I think brings me back to self. I think Jack, your comment in the beginning, it kind of feels like, Oh, remember like how Rand Gosling made lost river because like, mm -hmm. like if you hang out around Nicholas winding reference for long enough, yes. you kind of convince yourself, this is cool. Like the way he makes movies <laughs> is cool. Like when, like when you're like in the process, you can just think to yourself, you know, I could, I could do this, you know, this is great. Like, look at him work. Like he's so passionate. Right. And then you make it yourself and you kind of lack the vision or you lack the sort of maturity to do this. And Lost, Lost, Lost River is essentially a Nicholas Winding Refn film meets um, 
Harmony Korean film, right? And in a way, yes. And then just owing quite a lot to David Lynch, but anyway. But to me, this kind of just the, the the sort of the, there's a symmetry between this and that because I think there are elements that Wachowski's pull off uh, that you could say they're kind of infantile when you think about uh, themes, but they pull it off because the iconography they dress it in is great, is uh, is extremely um, like alluring. So you, so you can dress a lot of pop psychology into great visuals, and then you can sell it easily, and people will essentially they'll, they'll a buy it and then b they'll just dig dig into it and they'll find something else they'll they'll find the theme some you know from well i don't know wherever else in ancillary sort of materials but then this, the gateway the film is essentially pop psychology anyway and i feel uh he doesn't have the sort of oomph he doesn't have the same sort of eye that the wachowskis have right so there are scenes in the film where he just you know i think if the wachowskis directed the, the a scene where tiger chan he have essentially uh, stands on the sort of the yin yang symbol, and he stands on the on both circles, like I'm yin and yang. And you just think to yourself, like, if Wachowski's directed it, this would look cool. This would look like anime. And in, in here, in in Keanu Reeves's hand, it kind of hands. It kind of looks like <sighs> I see you're trying, <laughs> but it's not working. I so know, I think that this is for me. This is the barrier, right? But yeah, I, I, I don't agree. There's, there's a limitation of budget, though. Oh, sorry, Jack. <laughs> no, it's just. I just very quickly, I think there's a limitation of budget, and I also think there's a, again, there's that that necessarily like maturity or or, or maybe naivety as a, as a as a filmmaker, and I think mm. that you, I I do a den, generally, I know I know exactly what I'm about because it's like um when when Neo and, and Morpheus fight in the dojo, there's like a yin and yang uh, cinematography, well symbolism there when but the blue ones in white cool. ones in black. <laughs> yes, but but I also but I also think that you've got two people who came from a background of comic book visualization aesthetic where. The image is primarily the the, 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 the the biggest thing. And also, it's shot by Bill Pope. It's going to look magnificent. Mm-hmm. I think that you've got, I think, perhaps the, the term is that this this is a film of someone running before they can walk. And I think, yes, I, I'm surprised that he never directed um, Henry's Crime because I think Henry's mm-hmm. Crime is a good idea to just start there. You're working with James Kahn. You're working with, another, I can't remember, never remember the actress's name. Vera Farmiga. Um, Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You're working with two very good powerhouses, the late, late James Khan, by the way. Uh, you're working with two very good powerhouses, and you're working with a limitation of a budget, and you're working with a character-driven script. I think that would have been a, a perhaps stronger um, aspect to, a, a, to 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 start. But I do think that this this is an idea where I think I think you're bang on. Like someone is immersed in an idea, an aesthetic of cinema, and after those three after those three films were crafted, and that was it. Allegedly, that was it until the, yeah last year. Um, I think that yeah. you, people crave that. People crave that sort of. He 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 was in it so like intertwined with, with the creatives there. I mean, watch behind the scenes. Like, I suppose the, they're he, just cool people to be around as well. And yes, one of those not, things, but uh, yeah, people the, who he, rub off on you, right? Like they're just yeah, the, he, like yeah. He, he was like he he was he, he talks to to both of those creators behind the scenes, and he's intoxicated by the material intoxicate and i think <laughs> i think in hollywood you, you you work on something you you work again he was in sydney for for two years of his life filming back-to-back sequels and i think nothing came after that and i think there's an idea there because he never did speed racing he was meant to play uh racer x which was matthew fox we'll not talk about that but he was and meant again, to be that and he took can, yes, can afford yes he's well he, again yes exactly but he turned it down yeah. because the, day that the earth stood still <laughs> the earth stood still but also because i think there's an idea of not wanting to be typecast, 
but that makes it strange considering this. But he's waited so long. I think I think I think I I don't necessarily feel so down on uh, picking him apart because he's trying to sort of visually attempt at, at, at honoring something that came before him. But I do want to say one thing. I know I know because I know Nick's gonna crack on here, but. There's one film because right, he's just—he's no, no, trying to hold in a shit almost, like he yeah. literally just—I can see him. He's just like Jesus, I'll, be, I'll be very quick here, but there's, there's one. There's one. God, <laughs> I did not expect that from you. What's happened on this show? It's um, the Italian one, diet. Need more yeah, fiber. No. Eat the banana. Or I don't know. So much coffee. Eat the banana for there's, a, there's there's a there's one film where nobody's sort of realised that this is comparable to. Um, and Lost River, I think, yes, from a director is influenced by another nutter. But one film, right, which was released around the same time, if not a year before, is from another. Di- is from a director who's going first time behind the camera. Alleged, I think, I think so. Who is not from necessarily uh, Asian uh, demographic, but he's engulfed in that law. And it's Rizzas, the man with the iron fists. I'm just about to say it. <laughs> yes, just... that film and that film and this are so comparable of a director wanting to sort of showcase their aesthetic, their their uh, undertones of, of of what faith, what um, kung fu, what martial arts is. One of them, both very much influenced by their creative choices by the Wu Tang, and also um, Keanu Reeves's uh, relationship with the kung fu throughout his filmography. But one of those films mm-hmm. is a heightened, bare bones action film, uh, if you can say that, which is engulfed by creatives from Hollywood that take away uh, the the actual substance of that film, which is overindulged with style. Uh, and, this, and a, yeah, a grid and a Man with an Iron Fist is kind of like the, has the same relationship to Tarantino. This has to like Wachowski's or like Lost River has yes, to. Yes, win, exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. But I think the difference between there is that. That this film doesn't indulge in sort of the idea of too much style over substance. I think that finds us oh, it does now stored extraordinarily well. But I just find those two films strangely comparable at the time. And um, one one was deemed to be able to have a sequel, which just generally fucks me off. Um, oh, and this one on. hasn't. Man, wow. Fist has got I don't a think there is a space for a sequel in this film, though. But anyway, like, just let's. Like, I don't want to die. And, but I'm, I'm also glad because, about like, that. Because like Nick's, Nick's literally just gonna shit himself. <laughs> Yeah, no, but go on, Nick. Sorry, I'm just, but I'm just glad it doesn't have a sequel as well. But I just thought it was interesting to bring that film up. No, I, I, I don't honestly. After like listening to this twenty minutes conversation on the Wachowski comparisons, I don't see them. I honestly do not see them. Outside of like? maybe a couple of... St- uh, yes. Well, there are a few a wings, st- mm. uh, like visual wings. But sure, yeah. there are stylistic yeah. flourishes and visual mm-hmm. comparisons that you can draw with like a couple slow motion shots. But I don't Camera see them. Work? And no? we're forgetting... No, no, no. We're forgetting one aesthetic. major thing in here. Ken Reeves is a cinephile. Ken Reeves watches movies. He knows his cinema. And Ken Reeves loves Asian filmmaking. But his crash films are on point. Sure, yeah. Ken Reeves has worked with the Wachowskis, but he's mm-hmm. worked also with ULP quite a lot behind the scenes of The mm-hmm. Matrix. And there's way more of him and like even Lau Kar Long with like, you know, the Drunken Master and all those mm-hmm. other martial arts films from the 80s. There's more of that in this film than anything from the Wachowskis. If you take the scenes of like mm-hmm. how Jackie Chan or like how any of these other, like the Shaw Brothers, whatever, how they mm-hmm. shoot an action scene, that's how this looks, mm-hmm. you know. 
It's okay. primarily wide shots. It's primarily yeah. very few inserts, if any, sometimes. It's a lot of just giving the choreography time to breathe. It's kind of like what even Chad Stileski ended up doing with the, mm-hmm. the John Wick sequels. And, and yeah, and first movie as well. But just, it's it's a very different way. Like, everything that the Wachowskis do, I just don't see it here. The Wachowskis mm-hmm. took those inspirations as well as others and anime and video games, and they just brought them to a whole different level in terms of camera movements and other flourishes. Mm-hmm. I think here Keanu Reeves just does, isn't even trying to reach those heights. I would be more more negative and I would agree more with what you were saying if he was trying to do that. And mm-hmm. there are movies with even lower budgets that want to be a Wachowski film so bad. In here, he... Mm-hmm. It, it never feels like that, honestly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I suppose you, you could say that I, I could be a victim of uh, looking at at two filmmakers actually looking at the same body of inspiration and then filtering them through a similar Western aesthetic and then uh, arriving at at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a result that you could say, oh, there is a connection between the two, whereas in, in fact, there may be only tangential just because... Um, I, I suppose you, I, I want to say that my my main sort of connection to to Wachowski com, Wachowski sort of cinema comes from the way he um, structures camera work because he kind of just goes um, go like goes for broke in a few, in a few second sequences. He just really tries to kind of reinvent camera work, like he puts them on a ball or whatever. And then there there are certain sort of little <laughs> moments where it's extremely kinetic for um, like whether for a good reason or, or just to show off. It's a separate question, but. Here's a follow-on to maybe to not necessarily to push back, well maybe to push back a little bit. So if you think, because this is was also my my observation is, um, oh god, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna ruin his name is and Yuan Wu Ping and then Tiger Chen who who are like let's just say tried and true choreographers, right? They know what they're doing. Are yeah. they running the show a little bit? Because maybe Keanu Reeves as a as a let's call them again an immature director. Maybe he doesn't really feel like he he wants to kind of take charge on certain things so he will just go and let them do their thing and then trust that this is gonna give good cinema and then for me i I just think think this is yeah is this this, this part of a he he still needs to know how to he still needs to know how to shoot it and i think like the camera movement like yes i think he's he's putting a lot of trust in the team around him but i think he's saying i want this choreography to feel this way and just cite certain inspiration, but I think also the camera work. So he's talking to his camera team and his DOP mm-hmm. and he, he's trying to form that to, you know, work another way. So I think that, um, I, I don't think he's just pointing and shooting and say, okay, guys do something cool. I, I think that he's much more engaged. Like if, no, I don't think this is, <clears throat> this is exactly how it is, but I feel like I, I, I watched this and I feel like this is choreographers doing their cool stuff. Like they're doing their thing, but I think, People like the Wachowskis, for instance, would then uh, apply their filter onto it and just make it look a little bit cooler. And I feel like I watch these action scenes and I'm just thinking to myself, why am I not taken? Like, why why is this not working for me? And then I essentially just feel like, I feel like I'm regurgitating a few thoughts from the Enter the Dragon episode where it's just think to yourself, like, I... I could, uh, yeah, like where the, the the action scenes or the martial arts scenes were carried pr- just solely hundred percent by the fact that Bruce Lee is, is in them. Like that's all the, all that matters in them. Otherwise, the movies are ca- the movies kind of garbage, right? <laughs> but you I know, think you and, can you can look yeah. at it two ways though. That like you can, I think, I think you can look at it and then I don't want to say it's a negative space, but I think you can look at it and be like, I think he's allowed the uh, the uh, his his colleagues to not to to sort of point him in the right direction and necessarily run the show but 
but shadow run the show. But in the, in the, in the second vein is that I think the film is constantly alluding to the fact that like that there's again like you, it, there's a whole subplot in this film where like he has to yeah has to choose whether to fight to save yeah, his temple and, and to to serve his master, or uh, but or again by doing so would sort of. Uh, take away his virtue of, of his Tai Chi and, and ultimately sort of cripple his identity and, and, and to not not be able to sort of feel substantiated with, I don't know, like taking a life and stuff like that. And I think I think this film also talks about that in a way where, again, subtextually, where I think he could very easily have put anyone in this film to work with him and used anything he wanted to do, used and abused everyone, and then it'd be a Keanu Reeves picture and he could again fulfill that ego, but I think that he allows the people who have got forty years of experience, who he's seen work, as Nick said, the last two decades in Hollywood with him on multiple projects. I think allowing them to be given the space, the identity, and 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 the uh, picture to be able to sort of craft is what a really good director would do. And again, it's 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 getting. It's like a, I think the whole principle it goes back to filmmaking itself. The director runs the show, but you've got to allow your editor to, to cut the film. You have you cannot get involved in that. Once you get involved in that, you don't allow the editor to allow to put their stamp on it. And I think this is this is again goes back to the point of no ego. This is a this is a man behind the camera who gets it, who gets the idea of filmmaking that I have this team, let them do it. And I and I think it's one of the stronger parts of the films. If I if he was involved choreographing the, the 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 stunts to a point where it was a it was sort of impeding the identity of what he brought these people to do, like what like that would that, I don't know like how anyone would allow that to get away with it like if he was if he had a choice in like actually I want to score the film like what like he allows <laughs> no ego here to, he allows the film to develop and substantiate itself mm-hmm. with those that are coming in and I think that's a really good um, plaudit of of that. You know, I, cause I, I, you see it all the time again. Now these ego trips, and I go back to it all the time. This film just sort of leaves all, all those. Yeah, but it's but it's driven by by the collective, not the singularity. And I mm-hmm. and I, I I fucking I really like that about this picture. I really mm-hmm. do. I really really like that. So here's a. I mean, here's a question on on the action scenes because I'm I'm still just wrestling with this myself like why 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 is it not and i'm just like you touched on the script and then the script has been worked on for like four years does it actually succeed as a story like you, you say oh he has to choose his mission about like the saving temple the temple and you think like if you actually break this down like on a story level how the story is concocted it makes no fucking sense like because <laughs> they solve the so this of temple problem like no 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 but then he just he, he i know it's it's all very sort of elevated and and kind of well called call it sort of like fable like but then there's this director in conveniently in this this his girlfriend's office who just go no i personally i saw this on the television and i'm going to put a stamp on this like you're not getting your temple i'm like who signed off on this like who who looked at the who who looked at the script after four years of rewrites and said like we got it guys we got it you know (laughs) this is it i think it's yeah well i think we're three people who are not in that necessarily that culture to begin with and i think ownership of it's a communist nation as well. And I think ownership of of house, ownership of self. I mean, I is, get is, that, is but it's just like the convenience of <laughs> everything. I mean, that, that, that's almost too convenient. Jacob. Yeah, but that's hmm? narr- narr- narrative. I think it's got it's got to be somewhat sort of you know contrived to to make work. But 
I kind of feel like I see, I'm I, contrived because I can normally normally I'm just all about the convenience. I don't I don't mind. But then again, <laughs> but yeah. again, like, that's why that's why I I, find, I I suffer with this with you because a lot like what Randy said. There's so much like underneath here. There's there's so much more exoskeleton. Like again, like com- comments about uh, about not necessarily like proje- projection of what you see, who you are, what you really are. That's that's granted like quite a big part of the film, but um, that factor of like uh, monetary gain over like hobby and art and 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 indulge on on what you know aspect of being human, it being exploited, exploiting something that that should be considered uh, to be this natural uh, meditation, if you will. I think there's some mm-hmm. really interesting points, and I think all relates back to Reeves in general. I think. I think again, like you said, I think this screenplay's been written, and I think he's he sort of alluded to many things. But I think it speaks to him as well of of someone taking ownership of their life, taking ownership of their career, and it just happens to be in a kung fu film where he's 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 almost involved in it. I think there's a lot. I, that's why I, I, I it's gonna come Mark I, Joel Silver again. Is this one of those? <laughs> no, I just that's why I'm like I, I'm just so like confused that you don't you've not. I'm not saying that like you've not, I, I appreciate why you're not connected to it, but I'm very surprised that you haven't connected to it. Cause I think there's a lot here where on, on many other occasions you'd, you'd find it like mm-hmm. really interesting. I, I, I do, I do wonder, like, do you think this is a vanity project then? Do I think that? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But anyway, did, yeah. See, I, 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 I don't know how you, yeah. I don't know how you see this in this. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrestle with my thoughts in in silence for a second. Cause I think I need to kind of contextualize a few things, and I don't really want to just blab. Because I think if I if I'm <laughs> gonna try to say what I what I what I'm thinking now, it's not gonna come out very well. Right. Okay. I'll give you time. I can say yeah, a couple so things. Just, yeah. Uh, Someone else, please. <laughs> I was likely for a second uh, side with you, Jakub, in the sense that I do think the script is the weakest point of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can I can take these contrivances and this weird, you know, like, how does this world work? You know, because, again, it's trying to be very simple. I do think it, it shows that this is the first feature screenplay by the screenwriter Michael Cooney, uh, mm-hmm. who's primarily worked in video games. I was looking at his credits. I was like, oh, wow, he's it's... helped, like, translate and adapt to the Resident Evil 6 which many would say is the weakest oh. Resident Evil game and Devil May Cry 4, like all these projects for Capcom. And it's like, yeah, it has that video game vibe. Like it's, 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 it honestly feels like the type of person that's sits, sitting in their apartment, you know, working on various projects who's like, hey, you know what? I have this, this cool idea for an action movie. Mm-hmm. And they just write it down in like a month and someone picks it up. It's like, oh, this is potential. And ultimately it ends up in Ken Reeves' lap. That's how I see it. That's how so many of these movies, like there's been a new, there's like another wannabe raid movie that's been recently greenlit, mm-hmm. uh, written by April Wolf, I believe. And she was like, yeah, I just wrote it because it was like frustrated uh, creatively. And just one night I woke up, I was like, I have this idea. I just wrote the entire script. Like an down. exercise almost, right? Yeah, like an exercise. And it's something that's going to be very derivative. Might be good, maybe not. doesn't matter. But it's something that you've seen before. And it's very, you know, it's very video gamey. And so watching this film, it is incredibly video gamey. It's just, you know, it's the cutscenes in between the Tekken fight scenes, you know, or the Mortal Kombat or whatever. It's just it's going through the motions. But mm-hmm. they're interesting motions. I think there's steps there. I think it shows that the screenwriter has further interests outside of the genre uh, trappings that he ultimately falls onto. But, you know, it's comforting sometimes. This is one of those instances where doing something familiar with the way the story proceeds works 
you know, it's it's effective, serviceable at at worst, but still effective, I think. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, also, that... we're also sorry, Nick. sorry, Randy, go on. Sorry. Yeah, well, I was just going to say that uh, in terms of this script, I, th- I think it might be easy to sort of point out the business with the temple and everything that's going on and city hall or the the city planning office. It might be easy to sort of point to that as a target and say, do we need that? But I really think that a lot of the value in terms of the theme here, um, you know, in terms of what Tiger Chen's going through, a lot of it has to do with, you know, becoming yourself like professionally and on the inside and figuring out who you are and figuring out how to manage yourself on the aggressive passive scale. So, and, you know, so there's this brief period here and, and yeah, it's, it's sort of a contrivance and common enough, but you know, he goes too far, he goes aggressive and he, and he sort of charges into the, the office of the uh, civic planner. And, Mm -hmm. but I, I think that, you sort of need this sort of normalcy. You need this sort of real world to run parallel to the tournaments. Like I like the the uh, simple tournaments that he's sort of registered in and he shows up on the weekends. Like they're, they're communicating sort of his growth as a person as well. Like it's, it's the business with the cops and the underground fight club. That's what's driving the whole thing forward in terms of plot. But I, I think you need the, um, you need the, the business of the, uh, well, we're going to steamroll this place and put in a parking lot. I think we need that subplot to sort of see Tiger Chen's growth. And it, like, it really actually is substantive. And it, it's, to, to me at least, and it's something that is often present, this, oh, well, corporate corporate bad guys or or even, well, you know, progress is sort of running over all this heritage. But I think it's here in a more meaningful way. Um, like, th- that's how I see it. So you, you know, I've... And I'm just pointing to this one area, which seems like a bit of an appendage, but I think you really need it in terms to, uh, you know, follow the character and the character's arc, because I think he's a guy trying to figure out how to uh, live his life. And I think when we see him in his job and we see him Mm -hmm. in his uh, working with the temple and trying to save it, um, I I think that that's where we get the, the character development. See, for for me, like I would probably when you when like the Sunday Sunday tournaments, I would essentially just this would be the first thing I would lose. Like the, Why? just take it, but because it makes the whole the whole story contrived. When you think about it, the whole like you could like lean into, just make just elevate it. Just lean into the fable like aesthetic of uh, the iconography of just here's your here's your guy who practices tai chi, and then the the idea is this is not a martial art, right? So he ha- he has this temple where he does the dance with his old man. And my notes is like this thing needs untrained melody. Like this needs oh my love. <laughs> <laughs> just saying okay. <laughs> this is, I had to squeeze it in because I had I written I wrote it down I said I need to find a place to put it <laughs> so, is this uh, a queer reading of Man of Tai Chi interesting no no but they were da- like they were just like are they gonna kiss anyway but then when you think to yourself like to me just lean into this sort of like make the blacks and, and, and whites stand apart a little bit like just increase the contrast right so just make it look like Here's the guy who practices this Tai Chi, and then here's the temple that's falling into this disrepute and whatever. Yeah, and there are these people trying to take it. Fine, whatever, leave it like this. But then have Keanu Reeves go and try and you know corrupt him, and then and then just and you can leave the girlfriend as well. Just like make this between this trio. Like here's here's Tiger Chen. He's Keanu Reeves trying to corrupt him, and here's his victim is the master, right? 
That's it. Like he's going to take his temple. Do whatever. Just make it simple. Because it's already simple. It's already a video game anyway. It's still Mortal Kombat. Just make it simple, stupid, right? And then for me, this would have actually worked because all of a sudden, like, this is all too busy. Because now we have this, uh, with the girlfriend trying to kind of sort himself out. We have Sorry, We Missed You. We have we have essentially a John Woo film in the background. We have Hard Boil happening because there's this woman just having her sort of police sort of problems. Like there's too much. And I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, <clears throat> like, yes, it's a video game film. And then like, yeah, equally, I would say The Raid. I love The Raid. I've always loved The Raid. I'm just like, it's equally stupid and simple. Like it's essentially it's essentially a video game start to finish. You go into a into a tower and you have levels. Each level is progressively more difficult. You have bosses, mini bosses, maxi boss, and you have big boss at the end. It's stupid, but it works. And I think what what kind of elevates it is the fact that they're doing something interesting with the. Uh, I think the action sequence is what uh, what elevates a stupid story in a martial arts film for me because I can take a stupid and stupid narrative like I don't know. Um, I, I could honestly just squint and even see Enter the Dragon kind of be as serviceable, even even though it's essentially Doctor Now with with Bruce Lee, right? Um, so in in this regard, I would say like Gareth, I think it's Gareth Evans. I always kind of mix the two. Yeah, yeah. Edwards or Evans? Evans. Evans. Gareth Evans. Right? His, his, his USP, his sort of this big selling point is. <laughs> is is the fact he's doing weird shit with the camera. He's really just thinking to himself, like, I'm going to just screw labor laws or OSHA or whatever. We're gonna do this in a in a in an un, un, unhinged rogue way. And that's how you sell it, right? At least in, in the case of the raid. Um on the other hand, say like, well, coming back again to, to the Wachowskis, they sell it in just like let's make it look like an anime, but real but but action real action, right? Live action anime. That's their sort of well, let's just put a twist on it, right? I don't think they're do, they're putting enough of a because like at this point it's 2013 when they're making this. Like, well, if you know, you kind of have to make it interesting somehow. It just I think sh- just showing two competent martial artists kicking each other's asses probably not enough for me at this point. So you I, you have to kind of just if if the script is the weakest part of the thing that you need you need something to carry this stupid script so you need to kind of just make the action for me to kind of just stand out and i think this is why i don't resonate because if i'm if i'm i'm essentially bored during the fight scenes then i can't the, these fight scenes can't do the heavy lifting for me to to kind of take me on the journey of of this stupid script right because wow. I, I see the holes in it. As, I, as I'm looking at it, I'm just actively nitpicking. And then th- this yeah. means to me that I just, I can't, I don't connect, right? And then it falls apart immediately because I can't suspend my disbelief. And I have to, for a martial arts film of, of this kind, you, you need to suspend your disbelief. Otherwise you're in trouble. And this, I'm, I'm the result of not being able to this. Like I actively dislike it, right? Yeah, that's, I think that's kind of how I wanted to articulate it. And I'm not sure if this makes any sense anyway. So, well. No, if I jump if I jump onto your train for a little bit, like, and you know, I, I need to I need to live and die with the action. Like, I can do that with this film. I find that these like there's what a dozen different fight sequences, and you know, including the little small ones. Uh, you know, I I'm there. Like this here to me just you know cooks in in terms of the action, and they're you know they're strongly choreographed. I could watch I could watch this stuff all day even without the stuff they say that works really well, you know, thematically. Some of them are like five minutes long, right? Yeah, and there's a couple that are, you know, 20 seconds, right? Because he has... Well, they're montages, right? Yeah, so like he... he But he dispatches a number of them. And they're all sort of well-defined fighters. You know, they've got their 
traits. They're not just sort of random. Um, so well, they're mostly costume related. And, like any good yeah, fighting and game. one has a gi and, and style and and skin color, but but still, like one has a reverse T-shirt that is just like the most ridiculous thing ever. One is yeah. black. One is black. Yes. Yeah. Also, great but, physique. But I, but uh, I can I, I can totally survive on this film with just the action. Like uh, I I think I think yeah, these sequences yeah. are great. I agree with Randy. I, I don't I don't necessarily see this this point as a negative from Yaka because I think there's there's a there's a substantiation here between intended audience and target audience. And I think for its target audience, which is just simplistic action-oriented uh, martial arts <clears throat> film, I think it, it, it most definitely substantiates itself as what Randy just said about just seeing the action as is, seeing these set pieces. But I also think for intended audience, where it wants to go a little bit deeper and talk about mythology and philosophical nature, I also think it substantiates itself a lot as well. So from two aspects, I think... I'm surprised that you don't see it from either point of view. And again, we've, we spoke about its aesthetic, its, its form, its visual creation. Jakob, mm -hmm. you've said that it's not as uh, finely tuned as it could be. And then you've also said the same for the screenplay. But I think we have to add back of that. This is a first-time screenwriter and this is a first-time director. And I do think that we live in a business where you know, th there's, a, there's millions of dollars being put here. And I, again, it's not just like someone tying their shoe for the first time and they get it wrong. It's okay, we'll go again. Mm. There's millions of dollars at, at stake here, uh, and careers as well. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, don't, I wouldn't ever want to really give someone a pass, but I think uh, but debuts are always. It, right? like, just, you, you, no, no, I, I am. But you have to remember, it's a first time film. So, no, this yeah, guy has, no, no, has yeah, had a career. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. on the set before. Like, yes, he knows yes, no, how to make yeah. movies, right? No, he, no, he probably completely. has rewritten scripts. There's no, yeah, again, this. Well, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think he's, mm. he's hands on like that. But I think, I do think the skin in the game. I think. That's where the positives come out for me a lot more than the negatives. There are things here where I think there's a there's a not necessarily immaturity as a, as a first time director. I wouldn't want to say that, but there's there's teething issues. But mm -hmm. I do think it substantiates itself on two levels again for its target audience, its intended audience that very few films sort of can accustom to. And I'm surprised that you don't get either one of them. I, 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 I think I do, I do. I do. When, when, they, when he leans into something, I think I would like him to lean into something. Because I think he straddles the middle of the road, and then to borrow a line from well, do, do, do you again, think he's not? It's so, the worst so, place to drive, right? Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, especially you coming home from work and you like fucking up, up your head uh, down the M40, just fucking yeah. min, just in between yeah. lanes, just fuck y'all. <laughs> do, do you do you, do you think that's a, that's a an, a product of someone who's not necessarily too sure about how to how to. Let me That's the directorial that. immaturity, just the lack of confidence or to to lean yes. into something for me. Like but, but, that's, but that's, I, I, you know, lean into the kung, kung, like make like you know, go full on Tarantino and just lean into the seventies. Just you know, just go go all oh, just lean into the lean into the action choreography. Just make make sure this 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 bounces right, or lean and, into and, the sort of the like make just and the earnest sort of themes of you know. Here's your tempo. Just find yourself. I know it's it's corny and cliche, but lean into it. Mm -hmm. Just. Lose I feel he does. It, I, think, I feel the whole ending is that. I don't think he does. I think oh, he's I think, just kind of just. Uh. I think Keanu Reeves at the very end, for instance. So he is sort of the big baddie if you look at it in terms oh, of a video I, game yeah. type of thing. He he's not the best fighter in in that we've seen. He has the one whole good movie. move though when he kicks him with both legs, and I think True. it's in yeah. one un, 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 sort of unbroken text. So it's clearly either him or 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 a stunt double that looks exactly like him. Ah, it's yeah. wires. Yeah, it's <laughs> wires. wires but, but no, it looks uh, very convincing, right? Yeah. 
But I think the whole ending, I think Keanu Reeves sort of turns into uh, this this figure. He's not just a bad guy. Like it's Shang Tsung is what it is. He's thematically, he's sort of, you You have to face your challenges. He's the hardship of life or he's your own internal demons. And that's what he has to, to defeat. So I think he's totally leaning into the thematics here. I and it's camouflaged for, for for Jack's target audience. It's camouflaged. Um, but, but I think the business, like with Keanu Reeves at the end, like he's, he's dressed in black and he's sort of this, you know, he's just sort of this devil. evil looking, yeah, devil type of dude. I think this is what you have to go through yourself. You have to what fight your demons, whether it's the hardships of life and figure out your balance. Um, how assertive do I have to be? How aggressive is appropriate? How passive is okay? Um, find that find that level. I, I think that that's that's what the whole ending is about. Well, yeah, but this and is and and the, and the, and we're only sorry, touching on like what Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's the. I mean, yes, he's a he's an interesting villain for me, which is a, a question mm-hmm. I want to ask you just in a second. It's like well, to me, like yeah, he's dressed in black. He he leans and his character leans into it. But I think for this, you, for the yang, you need the yin. Like you need Tiger Chen to kind of step up, and I don't think he does. So, what's your take on him as a protagonist, or maybe and then essentially as a, on the dynamic between the two, like the Keanu Reeves versus Tiger Chen, and then how does he stack up? How does he carry the film? Because I suppose on from where I'm sitting, he kind of has to, right? Because he's he's the Bruce Lee in this in in this scenario. He he has to kind of just have some kind of charisma to carry this film. So does he do? I mean, Randy's gonna say, "Of course he does it for me. It's the best martial arts film of all time." But you know, of course he does. This. He's one of the best. <laughs> so martial what's your arts take on on him as a as a you know as an actor or as a as 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 an action hero? I suppose. Like I suppose I should like this because it's like the eighties again. But anyway, yeah. Uh- I'll just throw this out. I think that uh, Tiger Chen has a very limited range, but I think here he is doing everything right. Like, I think he is sort of a blank slate and he is that guy that has to sort of uh, find find himself. Like, he, he's on an arc and I think he does exactly, precisely what he needs. I think he looks relatively mm-hmm. uh, natural too, like in terms yes. of, you know, how he's working with other actors. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this is from just his time on set and absorbing, uh, you know, skills from other actors, or if this is sort of part of the relationship he has with Keanu Reeves as the director, just like he's helping him get this performance out of him. Um, but I, I think he does a great job. Now, I think he is probably limited. If I were to see some of other films of his, I think that, you know, he's probably not going to be in my left foot, the Hong Kong version. I, just, <laughs> I don't see that happening, but I think that he does everything that he needs to right here. It's actually it's actually Jared Leto all, all this time. <laughs> yes, yeah. could be, could be in the Tiger Chen suit. <laughs> but that's I think, my thing. I think, I think um, he carries it fine. Yeah, I, th- I think Randy's correct. I go even further. I think that's Keanu Reeves um, substantiating um, the point of. I I, I know. I, I think that one of the two are the same, aren't they? I think as, as I've said before, I think both of them have got very very similar type of, of uh, style. Uh, minimal amount of dialogue is preferable. Uh, visual aesthetic is 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 the big big thing here. And I think he realizes that, and he doesn't give Tiger Chen anything to sort of um, you know to to, to give him uh, enough rope to to hang himself. Um, I think there's there's most definitely sort of an acknowledgement of I know your strengths. I, I this is t- my type of character. This is who sort of I usually play. I will give you enough here. I won't. I won't sort of let you let let you down. I I won't underwhelm. I won't overwhelm. I think there's a beautiful balance there. I th- again, that's that's behind uh, as a director, as an actor here. I was very surprised that he didn't do the Hitchcock thing by and the Grindhouse thing by giving himself one third of the film, specifically the ending. 
and being completely behind the mask until the ending's revealed it's him. We know it's him, but, but throughout the film... Because, because of the way he walks. Like, you, like you look at his legs and you just, yeah. that's Keanu Reeves. Oh, come on. But um, no, I, I, I think... <laughs> I, I, I think I think practically, and, and I think in the screenplay, that and I, I, in the vision of the film, it would be far more effective to do that because then you you, you have sort of this idea of like you want to see him, you want to see him finally get to see him at the end. But then again, I, again, I don't know if this is him, but I would surmise it would be him not doing that, again, gives leeway of us focusing on Tiger Chen. We know it's Keanu Reeves. We get over that straight away. Tiger Chen, Tiger Chen, Tiger Chen. I think that's a great idea of, 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 a, of a filmmaker. And also... He does take some risks here, like there's like there's tongue in cheek. I don't, well, I don't even want to say tongue in cheek. I don't know if the conscious tongue in, tongue in cheek, like where he yells and like when he's getting beat yeah. up on the ground and he it's smiles. It's gonna make an appearance. I'm That's, gonna put it just this way. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. yeah, and, 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 and I think I think a couple lists then. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I think My that bottom three is now, not exactly a three, but yeah. <laughs> yes, and empty I think, yourself. I, think that, I can't. I think. I think the film coming out in I think the film coming out in 2023 or 2022 that would be memed to a point of oblivion and I, I'm happy it isn't because it's just like it's just mm-hmm. small things but it gives strange personality quirks to it and again what Jakob said that's not the type of actor he is and I think mm. that that's where it becomes a little bit like I think he's trying to substantiate a different type of character here that he can't play I appreciate the effort, but there are small things there where on another actor, I think like I think like Walking Phoenix and Gladiator with the tongue when he's like ah, I think that comes a good because Still Walking Phoenix, yeah yeah it is, but Walking <laughs> Phoenix can take that off because he plays a rancid, um, horrific type of sort of underbelly character that's got issues from from his from his toes to, say, to his Keanu Reeves shouting to going. His hair. Ah! It's fucking scarred yeah. me for life. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Keanu, Keanu Reeves with the image he projects on, a, on and off screen. He, he doesn't. He, he can successfully land that, and I think that's to a point where if you can deal with those sort of small things, I don't think they're big, big deals anyway. I watched. I was like, oh god, but I didn't. It never, never took away from the rhythm of the film. But there are small mm-hmm. moments there where he's trying to project a certain type of character, and he can't nail it. And again. That surprises me more so than the immaturity as a director, um, although, although lacking knowledge of a director, we should probably stop saying immaturity. But um, those small segments as an actor, to me personally, scream ego. Now, mm. that would contradict the whole point what we've made about Keanu Reeves as an actor, which then perplexes me to the reason why he's then done that. Because I think the idea there is to craft the a sense of is a mess. <laughs> well, well, this is my own. This is my only point where I agree with you. I think there's an idea there where he doesn't know or can't construct an identity of fear and and something that is unnerving, and those are his attempts to do so. And any other actor, I think you they can nail those sort of horrific undertones where you you. You get like a like a a a, a, a horrible little smile, a, a quirks, and but to see, me for here, this, like, it if, he, if he's a shitty villain, at least can can we have a good protagonist for a change? He's not he's not shitty villain though. Like he, I, 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 yeah, he's he's good. And it's also we don't. And when you say protagonist, I hate it when you do that. You're yeah. going after Tiger Chen here, and it's just nasty. It's verging on something like bullying. He's a, I, he's no, a I just fine don't, actor. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I, I want to also hear what like Nick thinks about it because like, like, are you going to shit yourself again? No, 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 no shitting. <laughs> I don't know where this Tiger Chen thing comes now. from. 
because he does. He, I think he does an adequate job, Jacob. Like I, I think you're expecting from because he's an actor, Keanu Reeves quality. Like I, I like I'm, I think you're no. expecting the second coming as a director to be here, and I think I you don't overestimate any this coming. Film. I really do. I really do. He's a, he no he's fucking he's Jesus Christ himself in this house and a little house in Venice. Don't you shit on Keanu Reeves in this film. I came here to I'm be nice and nice. Keanu Reeves. I'm kind of Randy's crying in the background because what you said tonight. <laughs> I think there's <laughs> a, I think there's an element too here that on on Tiger Chen, the a lot of Asian cultures. I can't speak as much to Hong Kong or, or Chinese, but a lot of Asian cultures is about having a public front of timidity. I'll say and yes. being very, uh, you know calm With, and withdrawn in, internal Humble. withdrawn and i think that what we're getting at here a little bit and i think you can read in quite easily that society's changing and we have to change with that and we have to figure out where we fit in this changing society and i think that's tiger chen's journey so uh, the, the blank slate I, I think that part of that is uh, might be just a, a projection of the culture but is that supposed to be a blank? I mean, I don't even know what I want out of this movie because, like, again, like I, I would like it's all coming out now, isn't it? It's all coming out now. Jesus, like, I, I want him to just—I want this to be simpler because it's overcomplicated for no goddamn reason. Like, How just like, just take these fucking Sunday yeah. tournaments and stuff them somewhere. Like, I don't know, just remove them from the script. All of a sudden, you have a ninety-minute yeah. masterpiece. Right? You know for a fucking <laughs> fact, if this was simpler, you would annihilate for those reasons. No, I think. I, I, it, I want them you, to lean you would, into you would, you would attack for, it for it, though. For a, for a change. Like, lean into the, the fantasy of this, because there is a fantasy element to it, right? There's this the magic realism of, like, this shit's well, real, right? I think that's I get, a romanticization like, of the genre, not, not, not a fantasy. Yeah, it's romanticizing I, I, the act of you. I'm sorry, you are arts. so against this. You are, you are, I can see your. Like, I mean, you the are, romanticizing the, the act of Tai Chi is kind of uh, the fantasy element of this, like just pretending this is real. Like, I get it, I get it, but just lean into it, it or lean into something. Lean into the police work, as far as I'm concerned. Just show me this woman a little bit more. She's nice, and then she has she has stuff she wants to do. She has a but job. Let's just leaning, It's leaning yeah. in the character study. That's what it's doing. It's showing you the different facets of this man's life it's the problem and how that the, the corruption of, is so badly no, written. No, the it's corruption ah. of greed is what it's at yes. the core of the story. He's being corrupted. He's being absorbed by the power of money. He's, by, he's by, already by using... whoring himself out of these Sunday tournaments anyway. No, <laughs> no, because he goes to the Sunday what tournaments. A, what a term. It's all about the rules. It's all about no. the tai chi. Like That's his, not how you use the martial arts. His, his master is like, have you been whoring yourself be out of these tournaments? Sunday tournaments again it's just like I, I can smell it heard. on you like you can see <laughs> I'm finishing a point Jakub I will be heard <laughs> like you're following yeah. these various points this is a bingo it's, it's just yeah. you're seeing him how every single part of his life is changed by letting go in a violent unhealthy way you love a lot of you know explorations of masculinity this is also about that it's an exploration of what it means to let out in a negative way he's letting out violently punching people and kicking them without following rules without any sort of you know chivalry to it it's just mm -hmm. anger for the sake of it, for the sake of violence. Are you trying to tell me that he's blood. Andrew Tate? Oh, no, <laughs> but it's and, and that's something that's also there prevalent. And I think it's very important. You know, you need to find a safe and a healthy outlet for your emotions, for your feelings, for your frustrations, for everything that's going on in life, instead of succumbing to this evil. And I, and like Ken Reeves is is literally a devil 
it's pushed a bit too far, you know, the devil aspect of him. But it's still, it's you know, he's whispering in his ear, and he's like, "Kill him, do that. Oh, you owe me a life." Finish him. It's just yeah, he's pushing yeah. people to their. I mean, just to four times he has to worst. has to say, "Finish him, finish him." You can see he has no authority, right? Like he's like Elon Musk at Twitter, just like just, again, he, he's again just a oh corporate. He's essentially where are these, po- are these where are these pop culture know. references coming from? All of a sudden, Andrew to Elon Musk. Have you got any more for us? Come on! No, this is what I get when I when 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 you're just on the toilets, just sifting through YouTube Shorts, and it's just like, can I please? Like I'm 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 subscribing from this bullshit, and you're still recommending this crap. <laughs> you watch YouTube Shorts? Like when I have like three minutes to kill, yeah. And it's gr- I, I mean, usually it's, it's usually that. like um, excerpts from like the hot ones. <laughs> 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 can I um can I uh, mention something that uh, Randy mentioned earlier? It might have been Nick. I can't remember. And it, it might this might be a point of contention here between between all four of us. I would like to talk oh, Jesus, about score. Nick is gonna kill you. No, I just I just like to talk about score very very. Uh, for, oh for a few come minutes. on! So like this makes it, the quest look like any more. <laughs> I I I I really what? did have to spend. Oh my uh, god! This is a I'd, great score. What? Well, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I. It's just. Yeah, and I'm, then not, boom, I'm not. really. Um, it's, it's just. Oh fucking hell! I'm not really. Can we do be something like the Matrix here. again? Oh. Well, no. I was just gonna say I'm not really on Randy's side here because it took me an hour to be like, fucking hell! Like, wh- when are we gonna hear this like rapturous like video game score? And it really was only until. His tournament fight where he he was um, uh, he walked off and then most probably substantially was his ending fight with Keanu's where I, I felt like oh my god like we're, we're gonna now start doing the Keanu, the, the uh, sorry the uh, Mortal Kombat do 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 otherwise I thought I thought one aspect of reduction that quite underwhelmed me it didn't have any authority whatsoever it didn't have any sort of did, um, did you guys think that the score was wall to wall by the way. In what sense, wall to wall? As in, like the whole the film starts and the music starts and the film ends and the music will end. As in, like there's no like. I felt it had no. You know, what, like, let's tune no out the score for a second. Yeah. Like it's just like I just feel like is this like because we didn't we've just done the quest right and just like is this a directorial thing? It's just like I'm not sure if this is gonna work. Can you put, can we put sad music in there because I really want people to be sad in this moment. So like, can we just make sure that people are sad? Like it feels like like this to me. That's just like I don't know what to do. Let's put music in there. It covers the I, awkwardness of the silence. You yeah, know, makes I think I, I agree with Jacob. Yeah, I agree. I think it is. I think yeah. it's for, it's an for me. I thought fight, it, fight for fight. I thought the music the music worked. I mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was I was on board with that. I, I liked it. And there were some nice moments too, which I felt were sort of like John Woo moments. Like there were a couple instances. There were entrances. I think someone was getting out of a car. No, we're and, getting it. We're, yeah, well, well, I was thinking of this the all making sense the now. moment, the moment in Face sense. Off where uh, I think it's Caster Troy comes oh, out of the car. It all makes sense now. And the music kicks in <laughs> with the door. Yeah, yeah, like, I think, yeah, there were some good entrances here. Like uh, the music just, yeah, it worked from moment to moment for me. You know, and there was a certain energy with each scene. There was a certain emotion with each scene, and I thought that the the music complemented it fine. You too. Like I, oh, I know I exactly know, but... what's happening. Like this sort of unrequ- this sort of just unapologetic love for this movie from like I'm pointing fingers at Nick. At Nick this, and this, but the, but like, throughout, because they're not, just so articulate. Even, uh... John was peeping in their mouths. It's just like this is. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> there's not even yeah, a, there's not even good, a character. It's all right. Oh. oh my god! There's not there's not even like a character oh, theme here though with anyone. Like that's where like. You don't have a certain, it, like a specific uh, like, audible theme where we can like substantiate. It's video game music, is what it is. 
Yes, it's, it is. It like feels it, very it, stock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like on and off. Like Jakob did say, like it doesn't have any sort of particular notion of like identity, um, authority, character, power. Uh, it was very flat for me. But I must admit to, to what Randy's point is: when the fight does, when the fights do occur, they are on par. It, it doesn't elevate and it doesn't heighten anything. But it, but but it, but it manages to just sort of meet it in the middle and sort of make the mm. the sequence um, gel, a bit like yeah. again at the end. But nothing elevates the material. I think when you get to the end with a powerful like burst of like Tai Chi, where it becomes ultimately the one. <laughs> I mean, well, ultimately, when Tiger Chen sort of realizes that like you know he's going to defeat this evil with, with the with the power he's got of, of good, there's no sort of like rousing moment throughout this film where. There's just there's just no characteristic of like right we, we an emotional sort of prowess, and the film sorely falls flat with it as well. Like with without without those I, I, pieces of identity, I mm-hmm. think it would probably be hard pressed to, to name one sort of specific piece of music. That yeah. Hum me a tune, Randy. <laughs> see, this is bullshit because well, he did this about. I have to. No, because, I know. <laughs> He did this about Unbreakable. He did this about Unbreakable, and it was the most annoying piece of fucking thing to go because it's such a good theme tune. Because yeah. yeah. I know it pisses you off. But no, the village is a function, right? Just really dance. good. <laughs> yeah. This this doesn't need a theme. This just needs an an, an energy uh, to the music. Um, it's interesting because um, see, like obviously, like I, I really like this movie uh, and some of our discussions are about how we could make it better. And I see some good points in that. Like we were talking about, well, if the Wachowskis had this scene then they would elevate it and there might be a, a, another, uh, you know, layer of uh, Just shoot it a little bit different and make it look cool. I don't know. Do well, see, something. I find it looks cool now, but that that is an interesting comment. And same with the music here. Mm-hmm. Like if if a couple of these scenes, if you do have a, uh, an, an, a more impactful moment within the score at the end maybe it makes it sing a little bit more but um you know as it is i'm completely fine but i'm interested but in this this argument that well if there were a couple other pieces here that were sort of strategically placed if you had a uh you know a score that you know rose at a certain time like i yeah i'm up for these arguments but you know as it is from from, from moment to moment like this this score hits and it brings an, an energy to each of the scenes and that's to me like as i say it's mostly wall-to-wall action in this i find there's so many fight wow. sequences and the music needs to work and it does like it's but i do see that it's it's functional um but yeah i'm not going to be able to hum a tune yeah, i could have done with a little less wailing in the soundtrack <laughs> There are a couple of instances where you just have the the, the stock sound effect with Lady oh, Green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. This, yes, this is yes. a dramatic bottom. You know, this is we've, we've reached the bottom of the barrel is at this worst moment <laughs> because the waiting lady has popped just, in. Just do an exercise. Just can't try and pop it in now and then just, I don't know, just fast forward to a scene where you, where you have Tiger Chen and his girlfriend and then I, I bet you money there's going to be a flute in there somewhere. Just, yeah, you know it. It's gonna be romantic, and it's just like, well, I, I kind of love the scene at the end, by the way, when they just let's go to the top of this mountain and look, and you look at the view, and the view is shit. it's just the forest. It's just the forest. But what's the next? What's the next <laughs> like, shot? Yes, that... You expect like total recall, like blue sky on Mars or something. Like, just make but it. What's the... and just no, it's just it's just it's smog and trees. <laughs> yeah and what's the very next shot is the same thing of an urban Ooh. landscape so like there's your your yin and yang and balance and i, I think you know, you're I, reaching but you know but, but no, I'm not, intentional. no i think no, that's intended it's not yeah, reaching at all it's intended. right there 
<laughs> of course, it's in there. <laughs> I, mean, I will. I will say um, one one thing that I, I do find again not to, to, to suck up to Jakob, but I do think that there's an issue with the Join color grid here. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nothing. Got yeah. some weird power over you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I need to stop. I'm new. on these. I'm, I mean, of all, is to get to of the three of you, like Jack is the easiest to kind of manipulate today because yeah. you two, like, you've you've swallowed the John. Wipo I'm so tired as well. I'm so fucking tired just to agree with him to shut him up. But I do, I do think there's no pop of like texture or color in this film. Like, there's no. I think the color grade mm-hmm. underwhelms. I think the, the the sequence at the end, you can tell that there's an overly sort of grayish color grade when Keanu Reeves uh, splurts that blood out. It's almost like dark brown, pur- purplish red. You can you can you know tell why? that there's a because they they wanted a PG thirteen rating these fucking idiots. Well, not well I, again I straddling the middle of the road. Commit, well, no, I, just I, I, make it our our race. It is a fifteen. Just, I'm pretty sure. It's well, a 15, I know because but they didn't want it. Like they wanted an, a PG thirteen film, and they they got an R rating as a result. <laughs> but then. <laughs> Just lean into this from get from the get go. We're making an R-rated martial arts film. Just break a leg somewhere in there. Even when they break a guy's leg, it doesn't even look like it. Just lean into I, something I just, again. Well, anyway, continue. I just, I just think it's it's a small <laughs> it's a small part of the film, but it, like nothing pops. You, I just think you can tell that there's this this um, haze over the film, and I, I I don't know if that's to sort of to go back to Randy's point to say that's intentional. I think perhaps. But Reaching. like even at the end, even at the end, you get the green that pops, and I think when you get the the costumes in the uh, in the nightclub where you have the, mm. uh, the 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 flash of light, I think you have a little bit of texture there visually. But really, I, I think throughout it just, especially considering like you know, you, you look at like the Matrix as well, where mm. you've got like a, a a green hue and a blue hue of over these these, these sequences. You, they still manage to have texture pop on screen, and here. Nothing really felt uh, worthy of like a, a, a substance in style, if that makes sense. No costume to me felt. They were just overwhelming. Suits. Yeah, overwhelmingly like <laughs> like character driven. Like like Keanu Reeves wears black because he's a villain, and Tiger mm-hmm. Chen wears white, and sometimes he wears mixed clothes. Because of his of, of his of his mental thought. Well, his this is where Randy says being. it's all. Tying into the themes, and but I that, think but that, no, 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 but that but is again, lean into but, it, but Jesus. Con- but that, but but Jacob, that is conscious. Uh, conscious, you can definitely tell. The I fact know, I know, but lean into that, it. Just no, just no, make I, agree, the I agree. on you this point. Pop out a little bit. Pop, yeah, make it but pop. They, uh, granted, like, like we're we're in like uh, uh, the man of Tai Chi. We're in again, not to go back to Jacob's point, but we're just sort of like this idea of that we have fantasy slightly meets this uh, outer worldly character driven piece. I would have thought that, that, that. I know. I mean, I would have thought that there'd have been a more sort of a, an advantageous <laughs> within sense. within character design of, of 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 costume. Like I was watching like the, the shoes that Keanu Reeves had on the end, and I was like, "What are they like rejects? Like what the hell are those?" Like, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What are they? What are they?" And I, I was like, they, "That feels like he wore them in uh, in rehearsal, and he wore them uh, to do the stunts, and he used them during the film." That to me is like ah, there's small blemishes where I don't think they would happen now, if he did it now. I think I think he would he would craft this character to be more absolute, uh, and to have a richness to it. And again, I think these just fall slightly more to the wayside because it's a director debut. But I can I can 
I can let those sm very small, tiny details, which don't affect the, the rhythm of the, the stream whatsoever. But I, I, you can you can tell those are snippets of a director who hasn't quite got on that journey of nailing his, his identity just yet. But those are little small things I can deal with. But I do agree with Randy. I think there's a, there's a substantial amount here that is woven back into the material, even if you don't want to see it. The smog mm. and the urban landscape engulfing it. You know, I think I think that's a very interesting comment on 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 what's happening in China now. I think that there's a lot here. You know, I think there's a lot. The, the, I think a, you guys are reaching I, into it way deeper than oh anyone my god, shut, shut up! No, I'm not. Yeah, I'd no, say like, it's present I, in a very marginal way because again, it's a Chinese production, so you cannot really lean even vaguely into those elements. Especially since I mean, <clears throat> Ken Reeves is portrayed as a Westerner. So Westerners are evil in this case, you know, and corrupting China. And it's going back to traditionalist sentiments and feelings of, you know, arcing into the past. Yeah, you can modernize yourself, but you still have to apply to the ways of the past. I can see it in an opposite way, actually, not really criticizing China per se, but actually. Mm. You know. um, but this is 10 one... years ago, so I don't know the politics of 2012's China yeah. compared to it's now. Probably it's probably similar, because it's not like they have it's election every now. four years that changes yeah. direction, yeah, it's, right? It's not very good now, <laughs> Nick. Um, there is one <laughs> so, thing I, I want I to... It's... Go ahead. Oh, no, just cause I, there's one thing I want to bring up, but I know it's going to be in everyone's bottom threes, and I don't ever want to say it, but we're here. Does anyone mind? Hold on. Okay. Okay. You say this and I'll tell you if it is or isn't. No, I know it is. Keanu Reeves' sidekick on the camera. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. Right. No, no. Good. Every well, single well. time. I mean, it's not every like he's single the best. time. Well, <laughs> but... every single time that character's on screen, I wanted to fast forward it. It felt like yes. it, it was completely out of character oh. and out of tone for the film. It was. It was like. Like there's one pretty good one where they're in the car and he's driving to the last fight and he's singing it and he's singing a song. I was like, oh, okay, you're taking sort of like a breath of fresh air here. We're taking the steam, the steam, the, the, the tone out of the film. We're giving it a bit of like a, ooh, let's, let's just bring the momentum down. I thought that was like quite key to to, to, to have that character there. But like him when running Tiger around. Was, like, was having dinner with his parents. Yeah, and like, they have yeah, like surveillance like, everywhere. It's just like you can see into their kitchen. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's like, like, yeah, exactly. But like the guy with like he's got the camera and he's at the tournament, which oh my boy Tiger and stuff like that. And I was like, <laughs> what, this what are you feeling? Is, what do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> yeah, this, this is so totally out of spirit here, and and, and that's another. This is what Randy says. Thought. This is like Truman Show, okay? Like this is deep, I, I, yeah. Right? <laughs> I, th I think that's going to be a hell of a reach. I think it's a hell of a reach. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's trying to bring in <laughs> it's the, the whole it internet and everyone has a life on the internet and everyone can be seen, <laughs> uh, you know, like that's what it's trying to bring in. Like, I don't know. Do, do we need all that? That's That's an element. The, the internet stuff, I, you know, I can take or leave that guy. I don't mind him. I do like his, he has this line where he's actually uh, surveilling uh, Tiger Chen. And whenever he turns rat, I think he has a great moment actually where he goes, oh, tiger no yes because yeah, they, yeah. you know that that that's a good moment uh honestly from from that guy uh, i think it's well, i think I, i'm not i can't i'm not gonna be able to agree with you fully percent randy because i think that is a reach <laughs> but i will say 
I think most definitely. Randy's, it, Randy's like fully invested in this. Like he's 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 like all in on this. Like he bought stocks, oh, yeah. shares. He has like he's the baseball cap of man and man of Tai Chi. He like he has the sneakers, everything. Like he's. I'm, he's and then you're just, the, you're I'm gonna be in the park tomorrow morning. <laughs> he's like you know Elon Musk bought Twitter and he's wearing the cap, wearing a t-shirt. He's just all in on this because like man, it's yeah. money, baby. <laughs> yes, and you're yes. and you're the, you're the fucking tight bastard who's shitting on all of his dreams for yeah. two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, waving the my guy arms bought... around in the public park tomorrow morning. And Yakin's gonna run by and give me the finger and carry on. No, no, I'm, I the, do, guy I who the, I'm the guy who set up the fake Eli Lilly co- uh, account and and then tanked tanked the stock of the company. <laughs> I think um, I think if this I'm came out troll. now, I think if this film came out now, I think you could reach into the fact of uh, exactly you could the reach, old yeah. consumer, the, the person who's like consumed with with a uh, technology, who's consumed into the day to day life of like reality television. But I think back then, I think it, I think you could probably see threads of it, but it just feels so tonally sort of off kilter to me. Where we're we're watching a sequence where we're we're, we're seeing a, a person deprive themselves of their journey in a tournament um, because they're engulfed in this hatred and this this need to to explore uh, harm throughout their like their their voice, which is which is martial arts. It's a very pin- not necessarily like not a pinnacle sequence but it's a it, it's a it does have a, a great undertone to it where there's some sort of heaviness to it and it's just mm. under underdeveloped with the fact that like he's on screen like going tiger tiger and i'm like oh, boy tiger i'm like like oh like you've tried to like do the speed racer thing like with they a child. missed he's the like, trick by not saying go yes. get him tiger i'm not well christ jesus I, th- I, ju- I just think like that that to me is like Not even 2008 saying. Wachowskis where there's there's they're trying to have a comedic nature to it where where the substance involved and I think you've got to take that or leave it completely I don't you can have Marmite there and for me I'm like oh, I just don't I don't know. for for me I mean honestly, it's not it's not, it's not so go on Ronda. yeah I was just gonna say for for me my sort of take on that is this uh, Keanu Reeves if it, he's this this character, like maybe he's the, the, you know, the evil inside you or, you know, the, the darkness inside you that you have to push back on. So this character always knows what you're doing, where you are. And that's the idea. Cause the, when I watched this a week ago, I was like, why are all these, you know, little video cameras in here? Why didn't we get a scene where we're seeing that they're planted in there? Like, what is all this about? It seems sort of mm-hmm. weird and tangential, but I, I think it's more about Keanu Reeves knows everything about tiger chen because he's always with him and i think that sort of ties into you know this this battle at the end and sort of ties in thematically now bringing in all this technology into it probably brings this sidekick character with the video camera um, into this technology age and that's just sort of part of how it translates into the script and how they get it there um you know and same thing like how else do we get it there? Well, Keanu Reeves is the head of a security company, right? So it's sort of all written in there, but I think it's really just meant to uh, pit Keanu Reeves as sort of that evil inside you against uh, against Tiger Chen, guy finding himself at the end. Oh, the whole that was angle my take of this on of being on on television and oh, there are people watching. It's like pay per view, and it's just like he's essentially like Keanu Reeves is essentially like an indie porno producer. Like, and and Tiger Chen is the girl who goes like, "You're not going to put it on the internet, are you?" Right? Just, so, I do think it's interesting as well. They, they, they do make um, he, he's girlsdoporn.com is what it is. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> did, it's like Jamie Lee squirts all over again. You've got a fucking issue. Um, I'm, I'm here I, for I do all think these like, sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> there is an interesting point, though. They do actually mention that it's purely a watch by Western audience as well, which I thought was quite an interesting tidbit hmm. to, to put forward. Oh, please tell I don't me know how deep I, it is. So oh, deep. Oh. <laughs> emotion. At least snow China. <laughs> so emotional content in this. <laughs> People swallow it's, this fucking thing. It's filled with emotional content. Jesus Christ. I think after that, I've got nothing else to say on the matter. I've just, I've, I, I can't argue Oh my goodness. Anymore. You broke you. <laughs> oh. Nick, do, how, how do you feel about this? Because <laughs> you're just sitting here, just like, oh, just casually just it? avoiding the conflict. <laughs> I don't have much to add on, on, on this entire side of things. You know, I, yeah, I think it's undercooked a little bit, the, the video aspect, more so than undercooked. It's just, it came out at the wrong time. It's when live streams were kind of, you know, transitioning. The fact that they say paper pay-per-view tv that's something that feels so ancient now um there's no it's in an era where twitch was just in its infancy basically 2013 but you know it's it's there i think i think the only thing i i can kind of agree with what you were saying earlier Jakub, about there's so many elements in the script so many side plots and ideas and things just thrown into it and i can agree they don't all gel oh. well together. They all He's could have got been you too, on... Nick. No, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Let the cancer spread. I'm one of those people. It's the full statement that makes sense. Don't uh, don't take it out of context. Just, Just, um, you know, that, no, the cancer is going to kill you before you make the statement. It's fine. I wasn't. <laughs> they're not too fucking hell, but, but ultimately, no, no, it but. doesn't really matter because it moves so quickly. And again, everything. Except, except for the uh, police officer subplot, let's say, everything else ties directly into Tiger Chen's character. And that it moves so quickly that it just, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter mm. that, you know, how do they put the cameras there? Who's actually watching this? Oh, it's, the club is super lame when they go to the actual club or there's some of the, <laughs> some of the viewers there. It's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter because we're just moving. It keeps going forward. It keeps exploring. It, it's all in the service of the main character and the main theme and thesis of the film. Which is? Is it great? Which is, you know, the fight of darkness versus good. Don't corrupt to greed. Be your own person mm. and follow the the true ideals of the Chinese government <laughs> and uh, legacy. You know, uh, don't sell out to corporate. In a normal word, yeah, we might need to send that one. Be yourself. <laughs> be a good person. Don't sell out to corporate. Like the uh, next next sort of parental advice from Speed Racer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think we can we can all vein. agree. I think we can all agree that if this was released next year or this year, specifically with the wake of the John Wick uh, revival, I think this would do rather well i don't think it would be a box office um, uh, success into the terms of hundreds of millions but i think it would do a tidy bit of commercial and financial oh yeah uh, well success. i think i think they'd have an idea how to market it now whereas yes. I, th I think you know 10 years ago they didn't really know it's not a brand it's you know is this going to sell well in in asia which it didn't there either that's sort mm -hmm. of a surprise to me i'm wondering why it didn't too much too much west That's i don't know i I, you know. I think i think it's quite quite substantially like with the eastern markets well i don't think the west is it's a particularly strong because it's western is trying to tell the easterners what what they should and shouldn't like 
Yeah, yeah maybe that. Maybe it's <laughs> like, you know, part of that. There is this trend of Chinese movies with uh, um, Western action stars as villains. You know, you have the, you have the entire Wolf Warrior duology that does that. You have Scott Adkins and was it Frank Grillo in the second one? Something like that. Um, mm. And that was a huge appeal for uh, Chinese audiences. But, I mean, this kind of fits into that as well, to be honest. But again, this is before I, these I, movies came out, before that was a trend. It is interesting. I do, I do it think didn't make um, any money abroad. I mean, mm. I, I, on I the do sort of think note one, of, one... of of this of like John Wick and how they how this would kind of do a different kind of money now. Like if you actually just roll back to 2013, how how this came out, and then later on 47 Ronin, and then the fact that John Wick became this sort of like cultural touchstone that it did is probably the biggest surprise in in sort of the late Keanu Reeves career anyway because if this didn't hit the man wouldn't have a career if you think about Mm -hmm. it probably because that would be like the third bomb in a row and then and then the only reason it kind of hit was I suppose because it was kind of just like there's just this I don't know the confluence of how cool it is in the world building or whatever because like I didn't gel with first John Wick I don't gel with any of them actually if you think about it because it's for me it's like oh it's God, like the no, death wish where this. I didn't really get to meet the family it's just can, like, we, just, can we just stop him now because he's going to start with no you guys people. are just you know, no you're I'm just like, oh, I swear to God no 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 I'm not having I this I swear to God if you bring up the Matrix I'm off if you even dare if you even dare touch them, I'm off. I'll just fucking leave. I can't do it. So can we do our top to, threes just, first, and then you can... no, no, just, just, just very briefly, just to shut you the fuck up on your own platform. The one thing, the one thing that I think this what this film didn't succeed is, is and uh, well, you did mention it very briefly earlier on, is that it's the wake of the Chinese infli- infliction on the MCU market, where Iron Man three came out with a different alternate version to reinforce mm-hmm. the Chinese sub-characters in here. And I think that was the biggest major point of going forward, that it just stood in that market. And I think I think, I think, think it'd be very interesting to see someone's opinion who lived from 2012 to now in China to see the dramatic nature of what, this, what the box of his success is with independence and, or the originals compared to the, to the uh, sequels and sagas. Because I think... In the era of 2013, where you've got Man of Steel and you've got uh, Iron Man 3 with a very different version, which is subs- most definitely mm-hmm. aiming to, to bridge that market, I think it's probably the beginning of the end for that for, for, for going there. Because every, every since, since that year, we've heard stories of alternate versions, uh, LGBT characters taken away out of, uh, out of films. It's just happened now with uh, Black Panther and QA. Mm-hmm. You also had Ghostbusters. Uh, which came year you had the years. same problem with, right? Yes. Three years <clears throat> yeah. later with Ghostbusters, it, it didn't get a Chinese release, which uh, horrifically caused massive box office issues because of the uh, the issues of... Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're very much in, in the realm of uh, seeing uh, the paranormal different to the Western audiences, which is a cultural thing. But I definitely mm-hmm. think there's, there's definitely then a cultural shock where... I think this probably came out at the wrong time. And I think that what Randy's saying about these things working for him and they're all there, I think I would agree that they would work so much more powerful now. But I would still think this would struggle in, in, a, in, a, in a mass market because it, it is just against, dead set against the normalization of what we see now. I think something like... I, I, I honestly think if Ang Lee brought out Crouching Tiger and Dragon, I think no fucker would, would go see it. I really do think that right now. I just think we live in an era where no one watched it. Well, exactly on Netflix Netflix as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if that, if that doesn't tell you anything, look at John Woo. John Woo, John Woo is, a, is the action darling of the Hong Kong era. John, John Woo struggles to get films made in China. I mean, remember when he tried to do Red Steel, part one of Red Steel? Is it? Yeah, Red it's Cliff. Red Steel. Red Cliff, sorry. Red Cliff, uh, yeah. Red State. And two and <laughs> sorry. Red State, yeah. It's a very interesting Joe Moon film with Michael Parks. Um, <laughs> sorry. But, uh, but yeah, uh, but, yeah I, I, I just think the, I think this is this is a film that I just think, again, we, we, we speak about this so often where just the era is wrong and, and the, maybe the ingredients are here, but the, I just think that it's not made for our palate that anyone's it's not made for mine either, yeah. like definitely right yeah but you, you, you i don't know what's like just put like some spice on like at least you know like, if you're not putting chili in it at least put some fucking oregano in there like something you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a it's a weird time too like i just uh googled action films 2013 we mentioned man of steel but Pac rim i see the wolverine oh. the wolverine oh. pacific rim um, but those are films like where I'm going with this is they seem to be targeted to uh, an Asian market in a way. Yes. So, and that's that is something that, um, you know, 10 years ago, uh, studios were trying to figure out, well, what's what's the biggest untapped market in the world? And it was China. Right. Uh, so, you know, so but let's, they ended let's up kind of targeting the, um, the uh, not the Asian market, but the American nerds who love Asian markets. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, but, but, but Randy, to your point, I mean, look at that era you had like. The council, Ridley Scott, which I think is a very under under uh, um, under understated and underseen picture. I think it's, it's I think director's cut of uh, the council. It's a matter of time at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you've got you've got like these independent uh, films or these original films. I know, obviously based on a book by a well, not based on a book, but written by a screenplay by Cormac McCarthy. But mm-hmm. then you've got these substantial heavyweights of like Pacific Rim, The Wolverine. These films that needed. Needed in the, in the in the time of these type of careers. Well, a, bombed, kind of. Barely no, made, barely I, think, made I, think, I think it's if, with this Chinese audience, which again, if you look at yeah the horrific sequel, which I don't really like the first one anyway, but yeah. look at the sequel; it's heavily maintained for that Asian market. Yeah, I, See, I, I like Pacific Rim because it leans leans into this shit at least. You know. Oh my God! I can't believe Guillermo you said leans that. into yeah. stuff. You would prefer. You would prefer stupid people in stupid robots fighting stupid monsters right? yes and it's over this stupid. i'll take i'll oh, take stupid people in stupid robots you pathetic at the end you of pathetic our old man the, the fucking <laughs> alzheimer's got him boys the alzheimer's got him he's fucking gone <laughs> i cannot believe you said that tonight it's late i'll let you have that it's, <laughs> I just, it's 10 to 11 I just see- i just see them as two different two different completely different projects well i'm a complex person have you, I bet you bought the sequel, yeah. haven't you, you fucking idiot? No, I, I bet don't you have the sequel. sequel. just looking for it. Ah, look at yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's my pack oh, shame. Fucking shame. sad old man. And I yeah. don't have Man of Tai Chi, and I won't. Okay? Double shame. I would have thought a man of your caliber would want to see someone like Keanu Reeves successfully project <laughs> his... Yeah, caliber, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. To project, project his sort of uh, filmmaking status and to do an adequate job. To me, I think you're. Exp- I don't know if you expected something completely else. Like I didn't I expect anything. Gonna... I expected to have to be entertained. I'm looking at these people flailing their arms. I'm just like, I know they they know what they're doing, but it's not entertaining to me. I mean, you're probably just not an, a martial arts guy. You know? What do you mean? This and Enter the Dragon's Lander as well. Well, yeah, that's you should you should listen to what Randy had to say about Enter the Dragon. This man clearly hated it. He's just I don't get it. <laughs> There's no emotional content in it. That's, that's... 
They don't. Yeah, anyway, I think we're just running around in circles. I think it's time. I'm just appalled takes, with, with your behavior tonight. I'm absolutely appalled with your behavior tonight. Look, I'm, with I'm, me, you never believe... know. Like I'm a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. I just, I just cannot Diabetes. believe this is the one that you didn't. <laughs> oh my god! Life is like a box of chocolate. Doesn't last long for for fat people. <laughs> Christ, oh, God! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, just, just, to, just to, before we go on to whatever tirade you go on next, Jacob, would you, would you want to see? I don't. I'm not on about a sequel here, but would you want to see Keanu Reeves go behind the camera on a on another film like this, or do you think a genre switch would have been more adequate for him? I think at this point he's he's kind of just almost pigeonholed himself <laughs> into this. But I would really want him to do something else. I would really want him to kind of just like I don't know, go back a few few years and do like a like I don't know, just just for, for shits and giggles, do like a Mike Mills film. <laughs> Let's just do a drama for a change. Just just work with actors, you know? Show me what you got. I don't know. I don't know if he's comfortable there. I wonder if he, he'd do another action. If he did if he did one, I think he would do an action if you and that's not really a full just, genre switch. Yeah, it would be called the one jick or something. The <laughs> what? John Wick, but just like it's a spoon. Oh, I'm sorry. See? Wong jick. <laughs> No, I'd, I th- I'd like I, I, him to I, I, see him continue acting in more, you know, directing maybe, but I, I wish he, well, it's not like a wish, I, I wish he continues to taking parts into weirder, smaller projects that he can highlight mm-hmm. with his presence, something mm-hmm. like The Bad Batch, even The Neon Demon, like the fact that you have someone of his caliber, of his name, attached to such weird indie projects, um, can um, really push them. And I think he likes it as well. He likes to challenge himself. Hmm. I have a, I have a theory think? here, if I may add. Um, and I, one of them's bullshit, but I'd be, I'd, I'd like to see him do it. Um, with his relationship with Chad Sahelski, I think he's getting as much information and as much power behind the camera he can do. Special working the likes of Donnie Yen, and he's, and he's worked with the likes of Ian McShane and uh, the Academy Award winning actress Ruby Rose. Um, I'm sorry, not Academy Award. Sorry, drop that one. But I, I, but I, but I think there's a substantial sort of creatives he's working with, and he's working constant with a stunt team that he that he's generally in. I think that he will direct the uh, adaptation of his comic book Berserk. I think he'll that'll be his project next as director. I think it's geared up to be. I think Chad Stelke wants to do it, and I think he he's he's gonna he's gonna play the the character in it. But I just I feel that Stahelski is gonna be behind it to get it made and then I think Reeves will do it however there's one film I would like him to do and I think I just think it'd be very interesting Chad yeah, Stahelski is meant it, yeah Chad Stahelski is meant to be uh, meant to be remaking Highlander I think Keanu Reeves acting and directing within Highlander reboot would be very interesting I think it could be the one that's mm. like just another just enough within the philosophical nature of the film but also within the actual practical flow and, and form of the film i think that's another mm-hmm. balance that he could get that's the next evolution to this film however i think he would probably be better doing berserk rather mm-hmm. than highlander i think if highlander bombs he's fucked maybe yeah. but that's what i would that's what i'd like yeah, to see I'd, I'd be curious about both actually <clears throat> i mean i'm changing my mind you know what i want him to do I want him to do Constantine two instead of Francis Lawrence. No, why? No, because no. Francis, Francis Lawrence, Lawrence is, okay. is dog shit. No, oh, shut not. up! 
more, more middle of the ground positive. Yes. I think this is this is a strong, strong three. Yeah. Like may, maybe just maybe just a a light four for me on little box. I, I don't think uh, th- this is exactly what I thought it would be, if not o- an overmark of what I expected. It's absolutely no vanity. It has a really like sort of well woven plot that's that's. Um, has has a great immense points of layers that, that Randy's touched upon. I think the action here is something to sort of be commended about. The arena um, action fights are wonderfully shot. Um, I think as a debut, I think it's a very good start. It's a shame that he hasn't sort of jumped on that point of gone like, right, here, am I, here I am. To be 10 years old, I think it's a staggering little piece of um, of, a, of a time. There are a few teething issues. have changed? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? We've all got older. Um, I, I, I can't really help. I, I would have been fucking 15. Jesus, that scares me. Right, Jack would have been 53. Fucking hell, it's crazy, isn't it? Anyway, um, I, I, that's for fucking shitting on this film and trying to shit on John Wick. I can't believe you've attempted that. I but don't I think even have to try to shit on John Wick. There's, like, there's, there's at least 17 of us. No, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proof read my articles go, go, on John Wick. Yeah. Go, to, go to your fucking support no. groups about it. I'm not interested. I, um, I, you know, I can look at, I can look to, look objectively at stuff I disagree with and and say like, this is a good article. <laughs> You're making interesting points. It's still dog shit, but you know, like oh it, the article is fantastic. <laughs> anyway, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a shame that that's, he didn't jump off. At, that's why I'm a good editor, I can't no? listen to it. I'm trying, I'm trying desperate to ignore the fucker at this point. I can't believe he's come out with these statements. It's a death wish without like I was supposed to care about the dog. And it's just like, oh fuck off! Like, I didn't even get to meet the wife, and they they should have killed the wife. It's just like, no cancer took her. Oh, it's all about the car and the dog, and just like he's thinking his back. Oh fucking you! <laughs> oh, God. anyway, I think I think Man of Tai Chi is. And is I'm a, probably is on very... the, on, going to end up buying the Blu-rays for it anyway because the, before the fourth one comes out, because that trailer is amazing. It's so yeah. good. Man. I hope you buy the steel books, you miserable fuck. Anyway, like like I, like I, um, like I watched the trailer to the fourth one. I feel like the meme of the sort of like the sort of sad cat in you know, like in with like the, these disco lights. <laughs> just did you know? Do you know what I mean? No, no. no. I'm gonna find it anyway. So meanwhile, okay. I really uh, I really enjoyed it. I th- I think it's an adequate, uh, if not more so, uh, very interesting little project. Uh, I'm sad that he hasn't again jumped up off the uh, of the boat and, and and sort of developed more from this. I think it's a really good strong point with some really good notes here to just follow on from. Um, it it might. I think the longer he waits, he's going to be sort of more projected to be a product of its time, if not starting to sort of feel that anywhere. But uh, cinematographer, aesthetic, all re- oh my god. I'm actually going to tweet this. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell, Jesus. Anyway, Randy, you go on because he just he needed to shut the fuck up at this point. Okay. I, I, I'll say this: I think this, you know, I, tournament martial arts tournament movies. Like in my mind, there's not there's not a a big history of you know amazing ones, um, and certainly I haven't seen too many of them. But you know, this here is sort of the gold standard in my mind. Like that, there's. Uh, it's interesting enough just to follow along. And if you're just along for the action, you know, the simple formula of going from arena to arena and bout to bout is enough for me. But on top of that, I I think that you've got a, a very surprisingly, you know, richly woven in theme about, you know, finding yourself and finding your balance and, you know, learning to be assertive. And I think that's, that's in here. I think that it's uh, just, you know, 
really, really great stuff. And, you know, I, I think the world of Yakka, but man, the, you, 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 <laughs> owe an, you owe this another watch. God yeah. love you. Do, you. do I owe you a life? <laughs> yeah. No, I, do, I don't want to take your life. I just want to take another couple hours of your life that you don't have uh, to make just you go full this again. Clockwork Orange. Just clockwork watch this shit. Just yank those eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, can you? Can I please sit on that cactus now? Because there's, like I say, there's there's two ways that you can enjoy this, and the action is good enough. And you know, you go from bout to bout, and all the little appendages that one could see that are attached to it with the girlfriend or whatever they're they're insignificant they're just little skin tags on you know this great great body of a film i'm not asking for much i don't want two ways you can say to, it with a straight I, face though. i don't want to watch enjoy it in two ways i just want to enjoy it one way is enough you know if i if it lean into something keanu just for just, uh i know it's too late because i'm like 10 years too late for this but uh, i don't know too much, too overstuffed, and too undecided. It's it's just I don't know. I, I don't want to just lay it at the feet of 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 Keanu Reeves on this, and they just say I don't like it because he's an amateur filmmaker. Because I think it's part, part, partly powerful, of course, when when you think about a debut. And I guess some debuts are better than others. Like not everyone can can pull off on the night of the hunter and you know from from, uh, from out of their ass. But I, I suppose you have to start somewhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like this movie. I, I'm sorry. I, I I love the fact that you guys love it. I'm super happy for you. I can't be. Oh, thank I'm, you. Because you know, like, I'm not an asshole at the end of the day. I hope at least I'm trying not to be. And, Do you uh, think you would have liked this in your youth? Like, if this were. Oh, if, if you were 14 when you saw this, do you think this would be something that you'd be? Yeah, it was exactly like the quest. This... I was just like, I loved it when it, when I was 12, and like, fucking no idea why. <laughs> I think you'd have even enjoyed. Do you think you'd turn around on it like that? Possibly. I wonder if you'd have a because, big nostalgia. But yeah, no, affection for possibly. It. Possibly there will be a nostalgia factor, but without the nostalgia, I think this because nostalgia does a lot of heavy lifting for for a lot of for a lot of movies for me, and then that's fine. But then I don't have this for me. This was a first time watch for me, and I can see like like when I'm not taken by this by this story, I, I'm not I, I don't care about any of what's happening. I actively start nitpicking it as 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 it goes on. I have a whole page of these little nitpicks of just like this reverse t-shirt guys just pissing me off or. Or like the sorry we missed you scene is just could just go and suck one right, but you know, just, or like when he goes like empty yourself, I can't, and I just I can't take it seriously, and then and I want to, I want this, to, I want to lean into the sort of the magical realism of this, like I want him to empty himself, you know, like I don't know figuratively I suppose, but I can't, I cannot because I think and the action doesn't take me, it's too standard looking for me the the palette is washed out everything's kind of just the middle of the road and i don't like middle of the road filmmaking for a lot of, I, I like i like when these when filmmakers take risks even if it fails i can i can i can take a, a an absolute dog shit mess of a movie and find something to love it if it actually takes risks and if it if it commits to something and i don't feel and it feels like this movie just overall I, it's not necessarily just january it's just overall as a project lacks confidence to me and that's my that's biggest fair. gripe. And then I suppose maybe I'll warm up to it again because I will just come back to it like the fucking Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> victims. <laughs> just watch it again. And then just and keep and keep buying one-star movies like Matrix Resurrections and Blu-ray. Full price, mind you. <laughs> so, yeah, you because I, you know, I can't stop myself. It's a, it's I, a compulsion. It's a disease. I have anyway. a Christmas gift idea for you. 
Oh yeah, Halloween ends. That's a, that's a good one to buy. Me. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I think it's time to go through our top threes and bottom threes. So how about we start with Men of Chai Latte? And the reason I'm doing this because he just gave himself a, a, a nickname on 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 Zencaster because when people listen to it, they'll be just, "What is he talking about?" With Men of yeah, Tai Chi Latte and everything. Chai Latte. You confused that? Yeah, could be being confused this whole fucking two and a half hours. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so bottom threes, did you say? No top. Tops first. Uh, top three. Um, yeah, you can have top seven if you want. Top seventeen. No, no, I'm going to go. Wish. Top, I'm going to go top three. I don't do. I don't necessarily do specifics. I do sort of broad strokes. Um, uh, but I, I said uh, the the third uh, top third to top. I don't know. Um, I think yeah, I really like the combination between Ying Yang of of Keanu Reeves's character and uh, Tiger Chen. I think uh, Dan Mark is it Dan Mark Mark? What's his name? In this film. Tiger Chen. No, fucking Keanu Reeves. Dan. Oh, Danaka Mark. Donaka Mark. Danaka Danaka Mark. Yeah. Donaka Mark. Yeah, and I think I think they have like a. a you didn't. A great you song, loved like... it, and you didn't even know. <sighs> well, I want to get the pronunciation right. I think it's a Japanese name, isn't it? Donaka. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like I like the sort of yin yang approach to that. I think it's good. I, I, I think it's interesting. I think both of them bring. Uh, a withdrawn identity to it, and when they fan of that final fight, it feels like the again like they 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 both sort of have this connection, but but uh, have a different ideology, and I think it's wonderfully uh, evoked about the film. Uh, second, uh, I really 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 like the choreography here. I think it's outstanding. I think there's a really good decision here to use sort of wide shots and let the action speak for itself. Uh, and first, and this is a more so a specific sequence. When the film does take a risk and it does sort of get, get up that next level, um, undoubtedly the sequence in the nightclub where the two fight him and, and he has this sort of like realisation like he's going to have to go to that next level and, and break the mould of being this person who, who, who uses his martial arts to a point where he doesn't want to sort of inflict a, a damage to kill. Here it's, it's to do so to, in order not to be killed. Um, and I think, again, it's like this, this really sort of interesting brush throughout the film where it takes the actor and that performance to a different level of of uh of like not all not sort of psychological like to, to see him sort of understand that that in order for him to do that has to sort of take him to this dark place um and again i think it's a really brooding piece of uh, of, uh, of a sequence and one that again is substantiated throughout the film and those are my top three Again, all all sort of like visual elements, but a, a bit more, a bit more different. But I, yeah, that? those are my top three. Who's next? No, I can go. <laughs> uh, sure. uh, no, I'll take it. So I have one honorable mention. I really like the ring announcer who shows up a few times. The, yes! the lady, she's yeah. Woof. I really like that touch. That feels a little bit like a video game. I, I like her voice. Feels a little bit like Tron uh, from twenty ten. Yeah, don't you? Oh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's falling like apart. This, this marriage is falling Fight. apart. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know about that, Chief. Oh, oh this is great. another. This is another sort of bingo item, and I don't know about that, Chief. Uh, <laughs> number th- Robin Williams. Uh, number three, uh, when Chen sort of first storms into the city planning office and then storms out. There's this brief moment where he breaks the fourth wall, which I really like, and he sort of whacks the camera that's in front of him. 
I really think that's that was an pretty cool. I don't think it is. I, I no, think no, that's, that's a, that's see, a conscious is, decision. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally think so. And I think it's just sort of a, a quick nod to this is sort of, you know, these things I'm talking about, you know, are affecting our real life. And, and I think too, it's reflected in Tiger Chen, the character. Uh, Tiger Chen is playing Tiger Chen. Like, I think it's just sort of that. Uh, they couldn't even come up with a name. Fucking lazy bastards. No. No, this is oh, no, this, this is, is all this is all conscious. Oh, oh. oh just a coincidence. Yeah, totally you know, the is. screenwriter just wrote Tiger Chen. And the just, no, they, they and just, somehow he was cast. No, they, they wrote the name Tiger Chen, they, they spent so many years finding someone who's actually named Tiger Chen so can find. <laughs> this is a discussion on this is a discussion <laughs> on fiction versus reality and how art imitates life and we're gonna get into this in uh, Twin Peaks the return too, because the exact <laughs> oh same the exact same thing comes up, uh, but at any rate, the the fourth wall break, the intentional popping of the camera. I think that's Just great. Seriously, number number two, uh, the fight with Eco Uwes. I think that's great, uh, and I think I, I love the bit where he's actually running from him. I think this is sort of the discussion of you have to figure out the whole fight or flight thing in your life. And I think that's just sort of a, well, a you really moment. did. You really did take this movie in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is great stuff, man. This is uh, like me and deep impact. I can feel this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Go well, it's, it's there, which is why you owe this film another <laughs> two hours. Uh, and number one, the Chen versus two opponents on the boat. Like the, the choreography there is great. The lighting is great. It's uh you know, it's it's the most it's the most colorful and vibrant of of the battles, and that's the number one. Awesome, Nick. All right, it's my time. What's up? Number three is the first time Tiger Chen actually goes to the whole HQ of Ken Reeves. With the guy there's who knows. Aura of, there's this aura of mysteries. Just you know, is going on the plane, going in the car. Where are we going? It's the building. Okay. This empty white room. Oh, talk to the mirror. Okay, all right. This is interesting. And then just the jump scare of the other guy just attacking me out of nowhere. I think it's it's a cool it's a cool way to keep you intrigued and interested in what's going on. And also deliver a pretty kick ass tense fight scene. Uh, number two, it's the unbeatable yellow beast. That's how I've described him. It's still one of those fight scenes in the white room where there's this one guy who's just like, you know, he's taking all the punches like a champ. Oh, yeah. Like well, the Tiger guy who Chen absorbs like his energy yeah. and he looks like the sort of the meme of a guy who goes like... <laughs> he's a statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's a cool one. That's It's just, you know, because again, every single fight, this is something that was a problem with the quest. The quest relied way too much on, you know, the stereotypes, cliches, <laughs> nationality, <laughs> like, you know, all those, all that bullshit. This film actually uses different fighting styles, different uh, approaches to mm-hmm. action to actually diversify That's what these looks set like. pieces and these sequences. Right? That is what it looks like. <laughs> a little less constipated, but, you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, that, that was a very this was a standout fight. Though again, like honorable, like shout out to the two v one fight because it's always cool to have a two v one fight. Um, but my number one, I have to go with the final fight of the movie. I think this is when it goes like properly fairy tale, like you were saying, Jakob. Like there's no one around. There's even a cut to black. I want to say 
like it cuts to black and then it just hard cuts back into you know this wide shot of the arena mm-hmm. it feels very fantastic almost like you've entered the fantasy dreamland too little too um, light for me but but yeah but I, I, I but i love it i i, I love <laughs> the restraint of ken reeves to not have him fight at any time throughout the movie, it could have been so easy to have him, you know, in the opening scene as the villain. Oh, see how cool he is. Maybe like a couple more times in the movie. Instead, no, he is saved for the end. He's not the most impeccable fighter, but he brings such a vicious energy to it. That's just, you know, dirty and cruel and nasty. It just works. It doesn't feel like a cop-out. It doesn't feel like he's too weak compared to anyone that came before him. Um, I mean, you know, you could even say that's just good storytelling. Yeah. All right. I've got one honorable oh, mention go. for this. <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I called it the Neo leg. So there's this, there's a scene where there's a guy wearing a blue gi when he. It's essentially just like they're, re- they're remaking the sort of the Neo versus Agent Smith fight in the uh, in the in the subway, and he does the mm-hmm. sort of the Neo leg and he just holds it and just takes it to the side and just it's, it's essentially what Keanu Reeves did in there, right? <laughs> I just felt like ah, oh, that's a nice little touch. I liked it. Um, the, okay, the two v one scene. It's just, yeah, this is where they, for me, this is this is one of those moments where they actually lean into something, right? Like there's the iconography kind of just just changes a little bit. There's this sort of, the, the color palette just gets a little bit more saturated. Everything gets a little bit more decisive for exactly three and a half minutes. So that's a, that's a highlight for me. And then there are two sort of moments. Um, they're kind of almost almost back to back with each other. One is uh, I called it the squib moment, where I think the le- the woman has a car crash, uh, and then she shoots someone, and there are these three bullet holes coming out. It's like finally, yeah, yes, thank you, committing to someone, violence for a second, right? That's great. <laughs> and then the actual for me, the, the highlight of the film is the actual car crash because they, from a filmmaking what? standpoint, yeah, they, they just put a camera in there, just fucking tumbling at least. It's, it's all just, CGI. It's I know. So it's all CGI. I know. I know, but it's a it's a change of for that you know it's a it's more interesting than half of these fucking fights than this this car rolling down with this woman in a fake in a in a fake fucking just airbag. That's that's where I stand. Although I think if if I were to number these things, like the two v one fight is actually the best out of all of them anyway. But I kind of read. I, I I looked at the car crash and I was just thinking like, oh. Something's happening for a change. That's great, and it doesn't involve anyone, any anyone in a temple. So that's also a plus. <laughs> anyway, you make it sound like ninety percent of the movie takes place in the temple. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, this is why I don't like it. I mean, yeah, fair enough. There's the scene in the temple that I kind of, they kind of liked was this of what I kind of call the unchained melody scene because the sort of the, the moment when you kind of meet them and they have this sort of sort of interaction in there which is exquisitely choreographed i really kind of liked it although like the music could go in there because it's just like almost stock music in there but the the sort of idea of these people kind of being in lockstep i really liked it and it kind of shows you exactly what what the guy is good at right but anyway that's me bottoms um i had i had two honorables and i forgot them both so i'm gonna go to to go for it three i've generally forgotten them um I don't know. What, I'm not going to do this in order because one of them is pathetic to be in a bottom three, but it does annoy me. But um, first and foremost, Tiger, not Tiger, sorry, the guy on the fucking video camera. No, <laughs> never, fit, yes. never fits a tone whatsoever. I can't do it. It always brings me out the, the, the experience. I think any, any time that he's involved, aside from one time in the car that I mentioned previously, 
is that there's sort of a tonal ambiguous nature to it where I'm like, mm, is that really meant to like sort of what what sort of like identity you're bringing to this film by 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 incorporating that? Um, second of all, I've I, I've it's one of the aspects of this film, right? This is my second issue where if substantiators is probably going to be the most Im- uh, immersive and integral aspect is the police investigation. Why that is, doesn't take precedent over the temple, to me, uh, uh, losing to the to, to the uh, whatever the fuck that is. Because it's um, undercooked. That's why. Yeah, the whole I, film's undercooked. To me, that that I find that slightly bizarre, because that has the crux of like the the the, the tension, the heightened nature of his decision to do it. Um, the audience know that Keanu Reeves' character uh, and the guy in the video camera also know that he's talking to the police. Then there's that hit that happens on the police woman, but we don't know anything about her. And then like she's randomly like in sites with Keanu Reeves in places, and then we just there's but there's nothing to substantiate a character that art there. Um, that really annoys me. And and also it's again it's the crux to get some sort of formality with this film and get this sort of. I, I, this rhythm and a character act that serves the whole purpose of the film. The first one, right? I, this is not really a big deal and it's going to sort of be more sort of a joke. There are multiple sequences in this film and consciously so, where Keanu Reeves' character has a Bluetooth headset, right? And mm-hmm. it's awkwardly brought, awkwardly brought in the film. The first time is he's buying a car and he like he's talking to two people at once. And Tiger Chen says something, and he says, uh, oh, "I'll I'll take this one or whatever." And he's pointing to like the Ferrari or something. It's a Lamborghini. But he's also trying to say, "Yeah, what? Well, 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 oh, I'm sorry." It's white it's as Ford, well. It's like, a, yeah, it's a I, car. I, the guy who hates this movie paid attention. <laughs> I'm well, glad. Surprise! Fucking hell! I was enjoying so myself like so much. Yeah. No. Um, I was like, "That's <laughs> just like." It. I was like, "That's so it. strange for them to do that." I was like, "Okay, that." Stranger, and then he's like, he's but again, that woman's there again. I was like, what the fuck? But also, he does it again when he's talking to Tiger Chen in the room, and he's talking on the actual phone, and he tells him to stop. I'm like, these are like weird character moments again brought into this film where it's not meant. There's not like a tonal thing there where you're meant to sort of like. He's supposed oh, to be you... a corporate villain, so he has to be on yeah. the phone all the time. It's like these fifty-year-olds writing a story about what ch- teenagers would like. Yeah, it, it felt like it felt like it was there to sort of create sort of a breath of fresh air on comedic nature in one one aspect. Then it was meant to substantiate a, a, again, like what 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 Jacob's inferring about character trait. And on both <laughs> elements, it was like this is like really awkward. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And I think my, one of my other honorable mentions was I just think this lacks a creative score. I really do think it just like it's so lackluster at the point where I'm like. Uh, they loved okay. it. <laughs> I, I've just, I just remembered my yeah. other honourable mention. Um, right, they, 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 at the time, this wouldn't be one, but I think after, uh, again, in, out of context, but looking at it now, I think the Aikua waste thing. <clears throat> I think that's slightly underwhelming and anticlimactic. Watching it now, because we know what type of actor and star he is. Watching it then, I think it that that sequence works fine because I think people of the genre know who he is and it's a no, nice everyone cameo. knew who he was because everyone's yeah, not yeah. seen the raid well i don't think i don't think everyone mm. my grandma hasn't in seen 2013 it, so that's one. well no, you, yeah yeah it was a big hit jesus well, not that I, think, big. Uh, I think it was I mean, an underground oh, i mean yeah 
for a while it was, it was kind of like like culturally speaking it was kind of like like john wick for, was for a second it's like have you yeah, seen this movie that no one else yeah, is talking about it was word of mouth was massive on this but but i still think at the, t- big at head the time then, movie nerds yes yeah I, I still think at the time then it's like oh okay that's quite a fun little cameo but watching it now i think it's actually quite anticlimactic and 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 really underwhelms because watching those two heavyweights fight would have been so interesting to see because we know what the, the character of Tiger Chen's pro- progressed, but we also know throughout, again, out of context of the, of the actual film itself, what Aiko West brings to the nature of his characters. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be interesting. And it's just running away from him. That's like, I, I can't really give the film too much of a downfall for that because it's a, it's, it's, it's a product of its era. But I think watching it now, it doesn't really help. But who would have known? But that's what, that's just one of my, one of my mentions. Who's next? Randy. Sure. All right, so amongst my bottom, honestly, I wasn't a big fan of Tiger Chen's hair. <laughs> when you have that, when you have a receding a hairline, long hair, either ponytail or lose it. He looks good with a short haircut. You know, look at him online. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's just sort of a mini. Um, there's a moment in there with the evil land developer who has some time in the office, and I'm I'm not talking about the city planning office people i'm talking about there's an evil land developer in there they have a scene i don't think we need them to be embodied in any way you can just have a development happening so that's just a moment that could be cut uh number two we mentioned this keanu reeves yelling at this just yelling at the screen that that one yell doesn't doesn't work doesn't do it for me at all and can you put on your like you know like your 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 acting chops for me just can you uh can I emulate Keanu Reeves' he yell? Does. Yes, please. Can you please? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I wish I could remember the line. But at any rate, the, the line the is... Line is <laughs> the line What's my cue? <laughs> yeah, so... Tiger Chen does something brutal yeah, on screen. Do you, need, do you need to get into character for this? <laughs> Just a... Do you need five minutes? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Thank you. So, Uncanny. Uncanny. That's actually really like close to it as I, well. I, I, I like that. The, I look the waveform is just a square. <laughs> <laughs> I won't try to recreate this, but my bottom <laughs> bottom is Keanu Reeves has this ridiculous, awkward laugh in one scene where yeah. Tiger yes. Chen says he's going to quit. You can't quit. You think you can quit? And then he gives this terrible, terrible laugh. God love him. So. What's his laugh? Oh, I need to go. Because I could be blanking this. Is this like... Put that as the clip. Hmm? Yeah. Put that as the clip for the episode. I, I will. Okay. Is this like... Yeah. <laughs> or is this... Oh, it's... <laughs> oh, it's, it's, oh, it's just so... something... I'm amazed that you're not leaning into this and saying... Well, he's kind of doing like Agent Smith in the Matrix Revolution. Well, <laughs> Just... well, I, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go far to say that's not a, a conscious decision. To be fair, see, Jesus should... Christ, there you go. Don't, maybe, go, don't you know, go down that maybe. road. Don't go down that road to Matrix. Like I poked the bear on this. No, I don't want to do it. Which do you think's worse, the, the 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 awkward laugh or like the awkward smile when he get punched, like Willem Dafoe Green Goblin style? Is like. The awkward smile is worse. <laughs> it's just very oh, strange. The, the laugh for me. Yeah, the laugh. He, he like splits the laugh up, doesn't he? It's like, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It's a homage. <laughs> homage. Oh, I don't like know. A, I, think, I think it's a really bad decision. It's like it's buffering. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have an, a dishonorable mention. Oh. You know? Just one. To the, well, you know. I can yeah. lend you some if you want. I, I had some so. others, you know, like the wailing on the soundtrack, Keanu's smi- uh, evil scream and smile, the CGI car accidents, and also the fact that the license plates of Keanu's car is 666. Yeah. It's just oh like, it's a it should there be banned. No, lean into it. Just if you want, just le- either no, ban it or no, lean into didn't it. Didn't catch that. The, the I, darkness I within. Didn't, so I did not catch in that. Or just or leave it. While. Yeah. <laughs> no. See, the final scene <laughs> takes the final scene. I think just takes place in his head anyway. Just saying. Of course, it might it be. I co- yeah. it probably it's, does. It's like first reformed. <laughs> um, dishonorable <laughs> mention to the lack of Vico Way's action that also Jack Ooh. mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I don't know if it's, you know, more of a cameo or if it's intentional, you know, the fact that you're expecting this big fight between these two men and it denies you that pleasure because that's also, you know, you could you could view it thematically, you know, it denies you the pleasure of the violence. You come for the violence and can read. This is, you know, if you think about it, now that I'm thinking about it, Man of Tai Chi is the funny games of martial arts films, you know? It's putting a mirror in front of people. There's this shot, you know, when he starts to fight, he always has to look at himself before he can fight in the white room. Therefore, Mm -hmm. he's putting a mirror in front of the audience who always wants the violence, who wants the anger, but that's not healthy. That's not good. You know, actually, this has turned into a positive. Screw that. Um, Bottom three moments. (laughs) Number three, I really, really don't like. (laughs) Jakob is just dying inside and outside as well. Uh, number three the secret club where they go for the 2v1 fight is super lame like there's no like i'm thinking about the when they enter the under underground club in john wick and the music is far better in john wick as well of course but but just here it's so lame it's so like darkly lit and there's like 20 people in the club it's like the club is hard boiled with these lit up tables (laughs) yeah there's no energy there's no vibes going around it's just you know gentlemen at tables and like the ah, strippers wouldn't come you know probably you know, it's too late for them i don't know <laughs> too early who knows um, and also the fact like I, i'm sorry randy i'm sorry but just like i couldn't bear the mc like the, the female announcer uh, she she really? she feels like ai generated from the late 2010s she she's just like she doesn't want to be there the pay probably wasn't too good and it shows on her face and the voice she's, uh, you know she's like she's, she's an homage like this, uh, to tron she's like the, no she's like the, the woman character in need for speed underground or two or whatever. <laughs> it's just... no they were more emotive <laughs> now we have in this room Tiger Chen from China, wow, and also this well. other person. Breath. Fight. fight. <laughs> it's like, damn girl. Jesus. Where's the vibes? Where's the energy? Nailed it. Someone she, hit. Someone. Someone took her cocaine. Like she was just out of out of out of juice. Just crashing down. <laughs> um, number two is Gong. Jack mentioned him as well, but just Gong was unbearable. The cameraman slash lackey of Canary is just, oh, oh, he's, he's either way too excited about what he's doing or he's just, you know, rapping very poorly in the car. Just doesn't work, doesn't fit with the overall vibe, unless yeah. the vibe wants to be, you know, anti-American, anti-English, which in that case, you know, thumbs up. 
lastly, number one, and I'm surprised this hasn't been mentioned in any please, single please, way. Please, please, please let it not be what I have on my bottom list. Please, please, God, please, Jesus. Before the final showdown with Eco, no, Ace, there is no, this trailer. No, go on. I want to know. I, wanna I do know. it. Come on. I do it. There is this trader of Tiger Chance life, which is just horrible, just it's horrible. Like, this is a curse. This is a curse. <laughs> I'm back, Jakub. I'm back in full force, baby, and I'm here to stay. Uh, <laughs> this trader is unwatchable. Like it's basically trying to try. It's basically showing Tiger Chen to this audience of people, kind of like he was born as a child. Danger. He enjoyed martial arts and football. And it's just—it's the Truman Show. It's just you know writing and the the writing and the text is just like happiness, happiness. You know, life, family, family, happiness, life. But then. He chose darkness. He chose greed and violence. We gave him a purpose. I don't want to fight. I, I don't want to fight for money. We gave him something to fight for. Oh no, the temple is like, what the fuck is this? No, I, I, I want a old, I want a short film on the person who edited this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Just like going oh, through man. the footage. It's like, how did you find like eight millimeter footage of this kid's life? Like, how did you do that? I want, I want the offer. For this, for this short film. <laughs> <laughs> I want to add the Upwork uh, offering. It's like looking for very talented video trade editor. <laughs> Quick turnaround. There it was probably like I was watching. I was like, oh my. Like, honestly, I really like this movie. This is the only time where I was watching it. And I thought, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Peter I Weir completely repressed that. Oh, yeah, I Jesus. I, That's I'm trauma. What, I, I, yeah, trauma I, I, I've completely repressed that. I don't know what... I don't think I can do <laughs> this, this again, actually. Such garbage. changed a lot of things. <laughs> it's like two, three minutes long as well. Yeah. Like, it's not like a quick phase. Just, he has, no, 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 he it's has a nothing full to long fight trader. for. But we brought him to fight for... So like, yeah... Oh, yeah, that, that just more. like the, the, the random text is what kills me. It just like flashes on the screen. <laughs> greed, greed, violence, violence, dark, dark. <laughs> Doesn't Ken even go like, don't you like what we've done? And he, even Tiger Chen's like, what? <laughs> like, no, they're just, they're just thinking to themselves, this is great. This is amazing. Yeah. You know, it sells, you know, it's like Truman Show, you know? <laughs> <This is Kino. laughs> and Tiger Chen goes like, oh yeah, totally like Truman Show. It's more like yeah. Ed TV to me. And then Keanu goes like, no, it's totally Truman Show. You don't know what you're talking about because I'm the fucking cinephile in the room, okay? <laughs> uh, at this point, like when you're saying like, I can't believe this hasn't been mentioned. At this point, the follow-up should be like, Jakob has it on his bottom three. Like, he, he clearly does, doesn't he? <laughs> I was thinking some. I was thinking it would come up in the conversation, or you know, I was like, no, 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 I'm saving it, and it was worth it. <laughs> My I goodness, I've got that. a bunch. That's actually shocked me. That. You've got more than enough, I think, to to make so, up for it. I got, I've got a few nitpicks. Like one, like the turning scene. I call it turning. Makes no sense. They they show him like stand up against him. And say your name. He goes Tiger Chen. Okay, turn left, and he turns left. Turn right. He should, <laughs> he should turn right and then just face the mirror again. Not just like it makes no sense anyway. <laughs> okay, another little nitpick: the mullet guy. Have you noticed the mullet guy? There's one sort of oh, opponent. Yeah. He has this sort of this mullet that this is like down to his shoulders. Like it makes Jean Claude Van Damme and Hard Target look absolutely inadequate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just little things. Another one. Okay, I have to see. Number three. 
just Keanu screaming. <gasps> just chill. Just chill. <laughs> Not needed. You don't have to. Okay? Some things you don't have to. Sometimes less is more, Keanu. This is directorial trick for you. Less is more. Tune out the music. Calm down the screaming. The stab, oh, the stabbing scene, I have a problem with. Like at the beginning, it goes like, "Well, oh, you should have finally finished him." I had to go and do it myself. I'm, I'm now all sweaty, right? And he goes and stabs him, and um, you like, I don't like. Is the he... opening guy, you mean? Yeah, yeah. and he says, "What is he doing to him?" Because like, this is again, like, this is to me, this, this is the epitome of how they don't lean into anything because they want this to be a PG-13 film, like. Lean into this. Make it bloody. Make it. He slits his throat, and you're just like, "What did he do to him?" It's just, did he do anything? And just, and just like, he, there's a little bit of, and oh, okay. Like he stabs Tiger Chen at the end as well. It's just like, what did he stab him with a pencil? What is happening? It's just they just don't lean into violence, and they could have, and I think it would have been for for the best. Well, and also, one sadistic bastard. <laughs> it's a martial arts film and then you're just like oh they're gonna what are they doing they're just like petting each other like what's happening no Ghost just wall to wall petting wall to wall. <laughs> this, is, this is a soundbite I'm gonna I'm gonna end up using pecking? Oh, oh this God. is another soundbite I'm gonna end oh up using God Nick no what have you st- don't, don't fucking set him off you know please. the audio quality is not the best with Zencaster sometimes yeah. I miss other things <laughs> Like Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Squirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, god! Yeah. And then yeah. number one, Nick has already beat me to it, and I thought I would have, I would have had my day once, but the, the exposition film is so <laughs> like I saw this. I mean, two scenes I saw in this film, and immediately I just opened up my notebook, and it just this goes on the bottom of the thing right there. One of them was when Keanu screamed. I'm just like fuck. Okay, where's my notes? <laughs> and then the other one was this so this film like I watched this and I'm just like who signed off on this <laughs> who's responsible and of course it's Keanu who's like this, the bug stops with him and it's just like this is no this is gar- this is garbage and then at this point like I'm here like no it's Truman Show <laughs> I think the in-universe reason probably Gong edited it you know he probably did yeah <laughs> yeah they also did Gob it with like, Gong yeah on top of everything, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but you did a wonderful stand-up job just explaining what this thing is. But there's one thing I think you may have missed out was this: is, this thing is well, is not composed of like footage they've obtained. This is essentially yeah, no, from the movie, right? Yeah, the movie as well. You're right. There's like shots from. They take shots from the from movie. The there's just like, how did they have a camera there, like in his bathroom or wherever? Like what? What is happening? Yes, they did. See, in I, the temple, everything. Of course, because it's Truman Show. I know. I get it. <laughs> well, actually, I think this is this scene too. Now that I'm thinking about it, is probably happening in his head as well. I, want, I sort of want to watch oh, this again. Randy, <laughs> the more the more we talk about this film, and the more I think you you've watched a very different film to what I watched. Are you sure you didn't watch just watch Truman Show instead? <laughs> And just imagined all the kicking and punching. We <laughs> no, haven't talked about Ed Harris no, yet. I remember Keanu Reeves' yell. Wasn't it? <laughs> <show> I watched. <laughs> anyway, Man of Tai Chi. We've done it. You can watch. You can. We can stream it. I think everywhere, right? Like in the UK, it's on Netflix. In the US, I think it's on the uh, like a free Amazon channel. And in Canada, it's on Amazon Prime. And in Italy, it's probably on Prime, right? No, it's not. You have to rent it, but I oh, scandalous! Just buy it. Wow. Just buy it. No, 
You get Buy the 4K advices, don't, collector's don't, edition don't signed by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> anyway, almost, I almost <laughs> threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> but yes, if you're if you're des- <laughs> desperate, you can actually go and buy it. <laughs> it's just on Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, you can you can procure it on your own at your own expense. It's great, or you can just pirate it. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so so there's that. We've done it, boys. So where can we find you all on social media and whatever? By the way, Jack, it was fantastic to have you back again. Like you need to come yes. over much more, much more frequently. I'm not even. If you send if you send me a list of what you're doing, send mm-hmm. me a list of what you're doing, and I will I will put on as many as I can. I'm on that. Uh, we yeah. shall yeah. do that. Yeah, and this is me. Delegating this to uh, Mr. Truman Show himself. I got <laughs> because I've, I've really enjoyed it. I am absolutely fucking knackered. I've been up since six o'clock this morning, but it was worth it to talk to some Keanu Reeves, even though you shit on him. You and me, brother. Oh, I've, I've been up since un- six. Undeservedly as well. Same. Wow. I don't it's use Saturday. Well, yeah. like for someone who just said it's Saturday, it's already Sunday. It is already Sunday. <laughs> so, just to put it in perspective, boys and girls, we're doing this for all of you. Anyway, Jack, where can we find you? You can find me on Letterbox and Twitter with the username at JackLukeSharp. Awesome. Randy? You can find me on Twitter at Randy Burroughs. You can find me on Letterbox at Brad7. And you can find some articles sometime. i got to get into writing again, but you can find me sometimes on clapperltd.co.uk. Fabulous. And Nicolo, how about you? You can find me at Nicolo97 on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can listen to the Death Adaptation podcast where we are going to have just had, you know, there's a a good episode with the the good Jakub here (laughs) joining me to talk about Total Recall. So stay tuned. I think it's a week from now where it comes Recall, recall. Good times. Harry, Harry, have you heard about Recall? <laughs> so Grand this is a bit Blade. of a teaser for, for all this shit that went on the recording. <laughs> no stones left unturned. No quote left untouched. I'm, Arnold Schwarzenegger saying the word Harry lives rent free in my head. Quality, man. Quality. And again, you can find me on Truth Social and Mastodon because Twitter is going down. Uh, anyway. oh. <laughs> Agreed. God, what a shit show. Uh, uh, anyway, so still, and, and until the wheels come off, I'm at, at talk about film on Twitter, Yaku Flash on Letterbox, Flash on Twitter.com, and ClapperLTD.co.uk. And also follow the show at Uncut Gems Pod everywhere. And also UncutGemsPodcast.com is where you can go and browse all our shizzle. And this is when you'll find that on top of the main show, there's also more stuff. And then this is where you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Uncut Gems Pod. And I'm looking at you, Jack. <laughs> three bucks looking, a month is not uh, is all it takes notes. to unlock the riches of our patreon where you have this month you have entered the dragon you'll have dead poet society now you still have for free you have Mulholland drive and everything else that david lynch did before that yeah you can you can tune in and listen to this sort of the uh the, the exhilaration with which nicolo praises season two of twin peaks and uh, you can you can talk about you can hear us talk about how we fall asleep halfway through Dune, we, even though we don't want to. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all there. And then Godzilla and everything, uh, all, the thing, the thing, boys and girls, just go and go and subscribe. Three bucks a month ain't much, and it helps us keep the lights on. So go and do that. Anyway, you can also reach out on gmail.com. You can send us an email. 
leave us a review, leave us a star rating. Um, and also, if you really want to spend money as well, and without actually getting any extra podcasts out of this, you can also buy us a coffee at coffee.com at slash Uncut Gems Pod. Uh, almost did it. So that's it. I think I've plugged everything I needed to plug. So thanks very much for staying with us and then stay tuned until next week because next week we're going to be talking about toy soldiers and then we will have a special guest. Jackson's going to be back in the house to uh, talk to us about toy soldiers. And then before that happens, you'll see also Dead Poets Society will pop up on our Patreon stream. So stay tuned for this. And in the meantime, you know, keep kicking and I don't know, and just open some chakras. I don't know. Find your inner tree, empty yourself. I suppose, and then and have Empty a good day. It's <laughs> such a best quote. Empty yourself, I can. Empty well, yourself. Empty yourself, oh. and uh, have a nice day. So, bye. <laughs>